Rockefeller, holla. Yeah, yeah, niggas. Just blazing this man. shit, yeah. I'm back, niggas. Holla. Yo, yo. My break, I'm fresh off it. I never change, I'm stuck in these ways. Night air, sweats, and Taurus. Uh, but I'ma do it for my enemies. They wanna end my chill. Wanna see what that villa be. Now what that sound like? Plus they know what a clip get down like. Turn bags from bladders, legs to wheels, pain and pills. Cause you fuckin' with a nigga that'll jump out. Wave still while it is way real, dog. No joke, blow smoke in your bitch face. Piss in your will, slap your custody. Clap your work or dead to strip. Stick your connect, yap your bitch. So let it be known, I'm back on my grizzly. The sergeant, the cap, the Mac, hold six feet. For rookies and vets, I bang till it click. So run and tell your doula, the roof will come with two clips, dog. M easy, won't leave my hood, need me. Pop for sheezy, who don't believe me? We all criminals, but live like a diplomat. Welcome to the Best Friends Fancast and Allison Rosen Motherfucking Podcast. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I am your host, Lisa Lowry. And I am your host, Rafael Marquez Castaneda, a.k.a. Peachy Keen. <laughs> I usually almost pee. I almost farted. So, <laughs> oh my gosh. All right. You know what? I'm so excited. We are sitting in my garage to speak the the ling the language of our people here. Oh, shit. Whenever I see the look on people's faces when I talk, see usually it's over Zoom and I don't have to see it. So I just keep talking my nonsense. But when I actually have to see it in person, it's like ugly. Okay. Let's introduce our very special guest that's in my garage sitting with us tonight, little Rafi. It's super fan motherfucking Megan. Hello, mi amigos. Qu'est-ce que tu sais? Oh, my God. No, <laughs> en français, um, espanol. Mucho gusto. <laughs> nice to meet you as well. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> See? We're both on Duolingo. She's more into Cunnilingo, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Whoa, that was really good. That was good. Okay. Well, that seltzer just kicked in so um let's see. all right uh this week we'll talk about the monday show your calls and daniel's deplatforming, and the thursday show ali ward's engagement jordan morris's new physique allison's many sphincters but really isn't all of, all of us have many sphincters it's not just allison she's singularly not herself we're multi-sphinctered people right yes okay anyhow <laughs> There's, a, as Ali Ward put it, there's a rosary of sphincters. I feel like you. there's going to be some nut job out there. And by the way, if that's the, the what was the word you said earlier? Is if that's a bad word to say about people, oh, um, somebody's going to make this thing. There's going to be a sphincter necklace. Who's the guy who made the lampshade? Oh, Gein. Gein, Ed Gein. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, the human he probably, one. He probably made a. a rosary sphincter oh. rosary he, yeah he probably was praying on that every night all right well that's interesting do you have any shout outs little rafi i do to one kenneth w reed who listens to our show what? because he's our number one fan shout out to him also shout out to lk because i want to house party with you also shout out 
to the Sandman up in Sacktown because he doesn't care if I say where he lives. Unlike oh. Doctor J. Ooh, oh, I also have a call out. I'm going to. Call my God, my... excuse you. <laughs> I'm going to get to the. I'm just getting to the call outs. Okay. Okay. I'm going to call myself well, out. This is your show <laughs> because last week. <laughs> You're supposed to say, oh, thanks. Sorry. Last week, thanks. I jokingly said that Dr. Jill Biden is not a real doctor. She's a pretend doctor. But I was just repeating what Dr. J says. Oh, so oh. <laughs> apologies to Dr. Jill. I know her people have been in touch. <laughs> and you are a real doctor. Just not according to Jen. That's it for me. Ooh, that Life according to Jen. That's my next. That's the next segment that we're going to have. All right. Superfan Megan. Do you have any shout outs? I do. Pray tell. Shout out. Lauren, you gave me the sweetest card in the world, and I love you so much. Um, And I was talking to Lauren, and I was telling her about how I feel like I take you guys for granted for doing this podcast every week, because I did it like the two weeks in a row, and then I skipped a week, and now I'm back, and I, I felt like, wow, I put so much effort in, and... This is so devout of me. And I take for granted, I think, that you guys do this every motherfucking week. Are you crazy? Are you nuts? Yeah. Do you have lives? No, I'm kidding. Um, and I think, it's, I think it's pretty crazy. It's, uh, it's what's happening. We love you. Oh, okay. Um, is that going on my only fan page or whatever it is? <laughs> what did I call it last week? Only my fans. fans. <laughs> uh, my fans. <laughs> Shout out to Trice. We've been texting and I miss him. Um, and shout out to the people that uh, lent me a shoulder to cry on after the Packers lost. Demian and others. Yep. Also, shout out to Julie Parkansky who broke her mm. fingies. Oh, yeah. And something else, but I don't her remember. Toe. And it's her and birthday. To- 63 years young. And it's her birthday. Happy birthday. Oh, and happy birthday to Leela. Not Layla, like Julie would say. I mean, but that would be okay if she did. Julie can do whatever the F she wants. Yeah, exactly. Just don't call me late for dinner. That's all I care about. Follow Leela on TikTok because she's very prolific on there. Whoa, I whoa, think whoa, it's whoa, whoa, at Miso Dojo. Excuse you? No, I see her on Instagram posting her TikToks. Oh, okay. And she, Megan, she makes these crate, like, you know, those paper snowflakes where you, like, cut some shit out mm-hmm. and you unfold it? Seriously? She did, like, a Disney one. She did some she Yoda art. one. She's what? fucking talented. I that's she, really cool. That's pretty rad. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Jen. She texted me, like, a week. Who? I've been, Jen? Dr. Jen. Who? Oh, oh Madame, Robbie. Madame Dr. Jen. Hey, hey, hey. Dutch's Jen. Gotcha. Um, she had texted me a long yeah. time ago, like a week ago or maybe more or longer. And she she was like, hey, this person is felting live on Instagram right now because I'm like into that shit. And then I didn't get back to her for a week. And I was like, I fucking suck. But I hope all of you know, all of you do know if you text me, I fucking suck. So I'm sorry, Jen. I'm sorry, everybody. But we still love you. And if someone sent something to me that said someone was felting on Instagram, I'd be like, oh, <laughs> okay. I, <laughs> I'd I, be expecting something a little deaf. I had... <laughs> <laughs> Still excited. Same amount of excitement as you just gave, but <laughs> the oh, hair man. different. Um, okay. What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I guess I have some shout outs. Do you have any call outs? Because apparently we're just rolling them out. For, do I have call outs? Sure. 
Why call not? out to everybody who's so nice out there. Oh, I'm calling you out. Look at you. This is a call out shout out. That's pretty sweet. I right. got no call outs. Every- oh, to oh. Scotty Scott Marquez, Uh-oh. stop bullying Rafi. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, Scott. You hear that? <laughs> wow. Poor Scott's like, I'm just over here playing with my toys, trying to like be cool, and I get thrown under the bus. I'm just trying to fit in, guys. That's what you guys talk about. <laughs> All right, so my shout-outs are to Brittany and the TNC. I love you, and I love getting random texts from you guys and all the fun stuff that goes on on the internet that we get to share in uh, miles apart from each other. Also, shout-out to Dr. Jen. I can't believe I forgot to shout you out last week, even though I talked about your segment that we need to have, and it should be a thing. I love you, Dr. Jen. You're amazing. You are... Okay. <laughs> I could just have a whole diatribe, a whole show about how much I love Dr. Jen. But I will stop myself. Shout out to Trice. He sent me a like a, like a, like a writing book, like a writing prompt book. Like, hey, if you want to start writing, here's a book with a b- bunch of prompts. And one of the prompts was... When were you accidentally, uh, when were you accidentally, (laughs) I'm not going to be able to say this because I can't talk and it's a good time to have a podcast. Um, when was the first time that you were mistakenly racist? I think it was one of the things like write this story and I'm like, Oh, I've got some good stories on that. Um, anyway, funny and thoughtful and thank you to Trace for that. Also shout out to Toby. For being a good friend. Shout out to Bex, to Tim Ortez. I hope you liked your Easter egg from last week. Shout out to Tamara Holler, Ray Morgan, Lee Bruns. I'm glad that I didn't have too many likes last week because when I was editing, I felt like I had way too many. I couldn't even cut them out. Shout out to Lee Animal. I miss chatting with you and I hope we get to, to talk soon. Shout out. Oh my gosh. Shout out to Ulysses. To Luke Chastain, Z Mary Jane. This is our year anniversary of meeting Sandra hmm. at Sketchfest. Mm-hmm. And I can't believe like what a difference it is from last year to this year. Like what we're planning, what's going on in the world. Just like crazy. So um happy friend anniversary to Z Mary Jane. Even though we knew her before that, but that was our real meeting. And that's what you counted as a friend anniversary. So uh shout out to Nina Hartley, Scott Marquez, Bruce by Dawn. Shout out to Demian. Shout out to Shara. Rachel. I can't read my writing. Shit. Oh. Shout out to Whitney. Shout out to Von Carmazzola. And shout out to Lauren Kelly. I fucking love you. And I wish you were here right now. You need to move to California. Last but certainly not least. Shout out to Ken. A.K.A. Keith Reed. We love you for listening. Is it real, Lisa? <laughs> it's real and it's spectacular. So, Ken, shout out to you. Um, I don't have any call outs. If I do, I'll just call them out. Shall we talk about... Oh, do we... Every time. Do we have any BFF hotline calls? We sure do. Do you need a moment to get your bearings while we do a little chat snack? Um, I mean, I have the call right here if you're okay, ready good. for it. BFF hotline, one eight eight. BFF 0732. No, it's 818-818. Do you know the BFF hotline Damn number? Damn it. I'm going to fuck it up every time. No. Well, let me remind you. It's 818-BFF-0732. I got the and important part right. We got a phone call message here. 
that we're all going to listen to. Hey, BFF gang. Gosh, it's 2 o'clock on Saturday. I have no idea what time you're recording. So I might have missed this week. I don't know. It's a mystery. I'll find out probably Monday, I guess. Um, I hope I didn't miss you guys. I hope you're doing well. Um, been listening to Allison a little here and there, mixed in with the craziness of life. Seems like Tony has upped his drop game, huh? What do you think, guys? I know you guys are big on the drops. Um, uh, oh, I'm going to ask. You guys think maybe he snuck him in after editing? It seems like a couple of them went by. So he just totally didn't notice or it was not really happening. Um, I'm curious about anyone's opinion. Anyway, I hope you guys are, are doing well. And um, see you all soon. Bye. Thank you for that, Demian. I did notice, um, I think on Monday, which we'll talk about with Daniel, they were, they, Allison was playing the drops. Um, so I think, I, I do think he has, Tony has added some drops in after the fact. I thought Tony was adding them in. I didn't think Allison was playing I them. I thought he was adding them in too because nobody, nobody comments on it. It just sounds like it's, in added in post i think it is added in post um, this was, monday I, they did neil diamond i can't recall why yes maybe because of that i yeah. was like they are able to play things and yeah. hear it so i think that's why but there's only one way to find out what is that break into the into the studio break into tony's house break into tony's house get his drops storm steal Q, his dog Q, where are you you think he has like a safe that says drops <laughs> Everyone was storming Tony's house February 6th as in one month anniversary. Oh, shoot. No, you have to, you have to in, insinuate it, not just say it directly. You have to say, go and do... Oh, I mean... Um, go to Tony's house and, <laughs> and don't write... No. We're mind. playing the bass drum real loud February 6th. I got my horn helmet ready got it <laughs> hit me into my horns okay so uh demian i love you <laughs> i don't know what i'm saying this is not see usually in in person i think that it's better but sometimes maybe it's not because then i get thrown off by rafi's eyebrows <laughs> this, like, this feels like a weird show <laughs> i think it's because we ate i don't know yeah that's probably we're all it. over the place we don't usually eat um so is that the only BFF hotline call? It sure is. Demian, you're awesome. Thanks for always calling in every week. It's something to look forward to and count on. It's very sweet. But how about we do a little chat stack before we talk about Monday? But from whomst? Well, guess what? It's the ARIYMBF sweetheart. You know who I'm talking about. It's Lauren Kelly. She sent us some snacks a while back. And I did not want to gorge myself on these solos so i wanted to wait until i was in person with someone to do some some of these uh snacks eating situations tastings drink some more as lisa's <laughs> so we did one last was it last week yes yes we did the lawrence crimpets crumpets what are they called oh yeah that was uh, <laughs> those were tasty fun. oh yeah megan was there for that too she mm-hmm. did not eat the crimpet but she was there yeah, I saw the crumpet. She saw great. Lawrence crumpet, 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 and um, so. Anyways, we have a bunch of other things that Lauren so kindly sent to us. So I think that we should try them. What do you think, Laura? I disagree. 
Okay, Megan, are you going to have any of these things or are you going to look I'm lovingly? going to eat them with my eyes. I like that. Are you going to try this A treat pumpkin cream soda? I really want to, but I will not. Even <laughs> a tiny drop? I can't. Not, I no, can't. it's okay. I'm not it's, trying to force it. It's got it. 71 grams of carbs. I just have such little That's willpower that when I actually exercise, that it, is I a it. carb. It's a treat. Okay, so we've got, let's, okay, we've got four things here. Well, Rafi, this one's already open. It's Stoffer's Pumpkin Spice Snaps. I know you're not a sugary guy. Or a sweet guy. Do you like do you like ginger snaps? Oh, I'm a sweet guy. And I do like ginger <laughs> snaps. Then I think because I was so um, excited about these <laughs> because I love ginger snaps that I wanted to try these pumpkin snaps. What I like about them is they're not too sweet. They've got a good crunch. Make sure and get that on the mic. People really like that. I'm going to eat one as if I hadn't. Do you want to smell one, Megan? I do. <laughs> mm. Just keep it over there for your pleasure. Machu Picchu. Oh my gosh. I love those kinds of cookies. It smells delish. It tastes good. They taste like mm. the Delta Flight cookies. Those are my favorite. Uh, those are uh, Stroop waffles, no? Mm. They're not Stroop waffles. The, the oh, Delta, they're like the windmill cookies. Oh. oh. These are ginger. They taste like ginger snaps. It does. I don't taste pumpkin at all. Neither do I. I'll eat those all goddamn day long. Are you going to take those with you? No. What happened? No. I mean, no thanks. <laughs> Mr. Sweet. <laughs> Good. What did you think about this Michelob Ultra peach pear? The peach pear is better than the spicy pineapple it that is, had right? no spice and watered down pineapple flavor. That one's pretty tasty, though. I'm drinking a strawberry Bud Light seltzer. Megan, what are you drinking? Oh, I'm drinking uh, a... It's like the almost like the 40-ounce version of beer, but White Claw version of that. Imagine if Snoop Dogg um, rolled up. Than, it's with... not 200 cal. I, I, I think of it as calories, which is, is kind of funny. Is it 16 ounces? It's 19.2 fluid ounces. Oh, 19.2. That's pint. almost 20. I got a point. <coughs> a pint of White Claw. Oh, sorry, I got the Rona. Um, so the next snack we have are unique, original splits pretzels. Would you care to smell one of these, or do you? Know yeah, it? I'll smell one. Okay. Well, I do love pretzels. <laughs> I know what's coming. Salty. <laughs> Hold on, let me read the packaging. Bubbles bursting with tantalizing flavor. <laughs> Deep- I've never heard a pretzel be called tantalizing. I know. Before. I am tantalized right now. Deep grooves, packing a serious pretzel, pretzel crunch. Beneath the surface, hollow pockets create a crispy, flavorful bite. Are those things true, Rafi? Are you tantalized at the very least? It is more airy than a regular pretzel. They're good? You're overthinking this. Do you like pretzels? I love pretzels. I don't think I prefer them to regular pretzels that I've had. Wow, that's so mean I to think Lauren. I, would, I know. Lauren you, didn't make like, them. That's like you hate Lauren compared to other people. <laughs> um, oh, compared to other people, uh, I hate everyone much, much more. I want to go back for more. I'm not a big pretzel person, but I like these because they do have that shit. She literally just threw it on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren, that's what she home? thinks. That I will take. Okay. All right. The other thing we have, 
this is what I'm super excited about. Yoohoo candy bar, milk chocolate flavored. I love me a Yoohoo. I have not had one in years. I used to go to Alberto's um, in Costa Mesa, right by Club Mesa, where Megan, or Megan, you might have hung out there too, but where Allison used to hang out. And I would get a bean burrito with extra hot sauce, and then I would go get a Yoohoo because I was straight edge at the time. <laughs> super cool. Anyway. Yoohoo is super delicious, and I haven't had one in a million years. We should send Yoohoo in as a carb. Then we can have it at the next group recording. Don't look at me like that. What if we put, what kind of alcohol can we put in Yoohoo? Bailey's? Mm, wouldn't that Kahlua? compete? What, what is, what is, I don't assume you know everything about Yoohoo, but what is the difference between it and just chocolate milk? It is more sugar. I think it's a chocolate water. To be honest, I don't Chocolate think there's water. milk in it. I heard someone refer to it as something different than a milk. Hmm. I think it's a chocolate beverage. I don't think there's milk in it. There you go. Hmm. Would you like to smell one of these wedges? What? what? Give me a little piece off your wedge. Just I don't want to. I don't want to waste a whole one. There What's we go. Wrong? Oh, you don't want that whole thing? Oh, mm-hmm. love it. It's fine. It smells like Cadbury chocolate. Yeah, like a does. Cadbury cream egg. It does. It smells terrific, Lauren. All right, the last thing. Bear with us. A treat pumpkin cream soda pop. You're taking this home, Little Robbie. <laughs> Mm-mm. I'll get that. I'll catch that crack. Lauren, I have questions about this. Did she give any information about this beverage? These, I think, are all Pennsylvania derived treats it looks like it's a throwback tribute to like an old brand of soda plus like the name uh, a treat is like it'd be something in a tv show like here's the soda fake soda brand that we're gonna put on on set yeah i think that well first of all obviously she sent this to me in fall (laughs) whoops when is the best buy date on that that's a good question not that it matters because you don't care oh it matters you don't care about expirations Five sixteen twenty one. We're good. Oh, okay. So I should wait at least six more months for it's you to naturally be into flavored. It. Naturally flavored by a lots of sugar. A drop. You are taking a at least. I'll let you smell yours or okay, whatever you want to do with it. Oh, it clumped out like schmeg. <laughs> oh. <laughs> well, I put it in the freezer and then I put. I forgot to take it out. All right, this is like a thimble. I'll actually have this. Okay, good. I don't like that. I don't smell it. I don't, it doesn't even taste like pumpkin. It's, it tastes like clove water. Oh, that is not a treat. Oh, no. That uh-uh. is a punishment. Am I right? That's almost like Jay Inslee bringing me his mo- mo- moxie and p- trying to pass it off as a soda pop. Lauren, I hope this doesn't hurt Just your kidding, feelings. Just kidding, Lauren. But, I love you. <laughs> but a treat is not my cup of tea. That's it's, not the worst thing I've ever Oh, done. my God. Of really? course, of course he likes that. It's not good. But didn't you think yeah, that it was going to be super good. sweet? But I didn't know it's what... almost medicinal. Like a hair medicinal. Like watered-down medicinal. This tastes familiar. It's clove, I think. Oh, I don't know about that. It's like... Yeah, maybe it is clove because it's pumpkin cream. It's, it's, there's a spice in there. It doesn't taste like pumpkin, but it tastes like a spice that goes with pumpkin. Pumpkin juice? Mm-mm. This tastes like something. Well, you know what's going to taste like breakfast for you because you're no, taking that home with your pretzels. I am not taking that. Oh, I'm sorry. It's your nighttime. It's your drive home snack. 
Plus, it's food a critic Rafi reports it tastes like something. <laughs> it tastes like something. I mean, you you fucking talked about that pretzel for like five minutes. <laughs> did I? I don't think I did. I, I didn't say anything I about exaggerated. it. The one thing he you didn't thought say about was... it for a while. I don't know how much you said about it, but you, <laughs> if you can't see him, but he really thought about the pretzel. Oh, you know what you got to do? You got to take those, mm. that chocolate and that... and that Make a s'more. And, uh, just right now. No. Oh. <laughs> I hate you guys. You should do it, though. I... This is hard. Oh, no. You guys are being mean. <laughs> this looks like a good snack right here. I know. I want to put it in a sandwich. I was mm-hmm. saying it could be a s'more. Melt it together. This and this is a s'more. The Snickerdoodle ch- Pumpkin Spice Sugar Snap... And the Yoohoo candy bar? That sounds really good. You need a marshmallow for a s'more. That's where the m That's where from. Tony's dog that, comes from. That's where in. the m comes from? More. That's what she just said. <laughs> Don't fucking look at me like that. S'more. This looks like you're actually drinking something cool. <laughs> <laughs> Instead of a treat. No, no disrespect to Lauren. Thank you for sending us all these goodies. She's not sending it to us like, hey, these are the best things ever. It's like, hey, try this stuff from my neighborhood or whatever. Yeah. I want the story on it, though. Like, yeah. I, I know Lauren, that you could probably text me directly about it, but maybe post in the Facebook group or something. That's cause... a good idea. I should probably have taken a picture of all the stuff before Or we... No, no one else can see them, so maybe they're not as curious as we are, but I'm curious. All right. Shall we talk about Monday? Is that what we're here to do? I guess. I mean, I thought we were Let's here to eat snacks. do and... it drink oh all right so daniel was on it's been a few weeks since he's been on and he i guess was conveying to allison that he misses being on and i have to say i truly do miss him being on thursday and i did enjoy him being back on on this monday it was a weird episode to me and i don't know i never know if it's because of like how i'm listening to it that i like put my own like spin on this is kind of a weird episode, but I liked it. I don't know. I enjoyed him being on, but I feel sad that he misses being on for someone that didn't ever want to be on the show. Mm -hmm. Um, But they talked about doing a podcast in the bath. And I think this could be something. (laughs) Uh, I don't remember this at all. Okay, good. I didn't either. Well, they're talking about about baths. They're talking about baths and she likes to talk about a lot about how she hates baths, but then talks about when they go on vacation, she likes to take a bath and that he likes to take a bath. And she was trying to call him out that he doesn't like baths because he Wait, never they takes them. were talking about how their bath is low. Mm-hmm. First of all, how there's, low there, is low? Because regular bathtub height is low. Bathtubs can be low. They're supposed to be low, though. Yeah. Why would they be high or you're going to trip into it? Yeah, it's not when a you see those pole. like super fancy um, bathtubs, like when I would go like be living at someone's house to take care of their kids, and they'd have a big bathtub that I would go use when they weren't home, <laughs> I'd be like, "I'm gonna trip and eat some shit in this thing." I know what she's talking about. There's a difference between like wouldn't regular... you rather it be low? Well, she was talking about the water displacement, but also the biggest part was that they use it for storage. Huh? Oh yeah, that part, like, that part got me. Who uses their goddamn bathtub for a storage? I want to see pictures. I don't remember this at all. I want to remember that. You need to no. listen to the episode on the way home because then you're you like, oh my god, I'll have time, so much apparently. to say if I would have remembered this. 
But you said your bathtub for storage and it's too low and she thinks he doesn't like baths and he's like, no, it's because there's shit in our bathtubs. But by the way, don't they have like three of them? I don't, I don't, or I two? Yeah, that sounds familiar now It's that just, you mention it. like, I think people need to stop depriving themselves of baths because it's the greatest thing on earth and it's amazing. And I think having a podcast from a bathtub would be kind of awesome too. <laughs> In a weird, yeah, it's like it's that a weird Nick niche. And yes. And what's her face? From their, ba- like from their bed. Podcast in bed, podcast yes. in bath. Podcast and bath. And then a podcast beyond in beyond. Natasha Leggero. After you die bed, in the bath. Oh, <laughs> I thought you meant after you pass out in the bath and That's die. Well, the bed and then the bath would lead to the beyond. Okay, okay. <laughs> um, on YouTube, N- Natasha Leggero had a show called Tubbin' with Tosh, mm. where they would hot tub and mm. interview comedians. Okay. Um, similar. I feel like I being mean, in the bath mm-hmm. is probably a solo show <laughs> exactly that's like um or if, just a couple show you're not having like guests mm, come in oh well i mean that would be weird but i mean the nick offerman one is in their bed and they're having people come in there which is like mm-hmm. okay that's a little different but bathtub is like naked typically one would assume yeah unless you're tobias okay yes oh. <laughs> not not canada tobias <laughs> Or if you're me and my pals with the guitars, and well, I was wearing, I was fully clothed, but that was only because I was a nerd. That's not because the other three were naked. I need to ask my friend. <laughs> I don't remember, but I don't think I've ever seen her naked, and I've known her for a very, very long time. You wouldn't forget those bambooms. No, I would not. <laughs> also, I have no idea who that friend is. Shout so. out to you, Jen in North Carolina. Oh, that's the <laughs> Jen. Huh? Okay. Oh, she was just texting me today, and it's very funny. She bought something embarrassing off of amazon and they had it written all over the package delivered to her house and they live in a small town she's like we know the mail lady and it's got like thank you for purchasing this blank 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 hope you enjoy it and she's like fuck my life does she listen what is it uh she does sometimes listen (laughs) you could still tell us (laughs) and edit it out she's like cool thanks i'm glad i shared She's like, I'll send one to you, too. And I'm like, um, I think I know my male lady, too. I said, but she's too dim to, like, snoop. But my luck, it would be sent to, like, one of my neighbors that I'm also very close with. So embarrassing things in the mail would be a problem. But podcasting in the bathtub, no problema. <laughs> next what? time on BFF Next time. Well, I feel like every time I'm texting with you guys, I'm in the bathtub. And I'm like, what if these one time that like my camera's on or like something happens? <laughs> the other night I got a little tipsy and I was in the bathtub. I'm like, I'm going to record the cats because the cats always want to be around the bathtub when I'm in there. And they're just like, whatever. And I'm like, I'm going to record myself being drunk. And I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> I have not brought myself to rewatch it. Those bad news Watch bears. Watch it now. Watch no. It now. <laughs> I think I was like, I'm drunk. What do you think about that? Or <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about that? <laughs> hey, self, what do you think about this? <laughs> okay. Uh, so they went on to have a really religious rant. And I was really confused about their confusion with their super religious friends who aren't trying really hard to save them. Like... I'm not sure how super religious their friends are if they're not... Because 
I don't know if you've known super religious people. They really try and convert you. They really try and save you. If they're really religious, wouldn't they not? Wouldn't they be doing that? Or are they maybe just like L.A. religious? I was assuming their only religious friends would be Jenna and Al, right? And if which is stupid to assume, but like in L.A., it's not a bit. There's not really a big devout Christian following out here. No, and I just felt like it was so out of left field. This whole conversation. And, like, they they spent a good chunk of the show talking about this. And I thought, like, if you really want someone to convert you and you're just letting them in, like, you're you're asking for people now to come at you, like, trying to save you. I is think, this what you want? Like, if you put that out there, this is what you're going to get back. I, w- I think they were, it was just like an inside joke thing that they were talking about. Like, yeah, seriously, why aren't they trying to convert us if we're going to hell, blah, 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 blah. Because I definitely don't think they actually think that people should be uh, trying to convert them more. I don't think that's the case. No, and I wouldn't think so. But then if you're putting that message out there, if I were their super religious friend, I'd be like, okay, message received. I need to be working harder at this. I should make like anonymous emails (laughs) and send them all to Daniel and Allison and be like, I heard what you were saying. And I agree. I've been holding it back all these years. Just from like, I've been worried about your soul for many, many, many years. And I'm waiting for this opening, but super religious people don't usually wait for openings. They're like on every goddamn street corner. Like maybe she just wants it from her friends. I don't know. I, I just feel like it's, I feel like they're feeling like there's a little bit, like, I don't know, like there's flames looking at their toes or something. Like, this is a little bit like, why are they even, like, worried about this at all? I think they're just joking. Did you think they were just joking? Yeah, they're joking. Yeah. Do you joke about Jesus? Yes. I do. (laughs) I know we do. (laughs) But but someone that has, like, a big podcast is going to be like, What's the deal with not being saved? What's the deal with Jesus? (laughs) It just seemed a little bit... It just seemed like a weird topic for them to be tiptoeing around or talking about or, like, inviting into their lives. So, Leanne commented in the Facebook page about this, and I don't exactly recall what she said, but, uh, hey, Leanne, uh, why aren't you trying to save me? I'm a soul that needs a uh, saving. I'm a lesbian, for Christ's sake. <laughs> You're a lost cause. Uh, what do you think's going to happen to me? Oh, well, nice to meet you, Beelzebub. <laughs> my procreation can't even live to the... Mer- or my, it can't even uh, create a, uh, the miracle of a child or whatever. Stumbled over that one. Stuff. <laughs> or whatever. Well... First of all, Leanne is Mormon, so I don't know what their rules are, but I what, know. What are their rules? She's, they literally force their teenagers to go on boy. two-year vacations to convert people. Oh. So uh, why uh, why not us, Leanne? What, what, we're not good enough for your religion. So you want her knocking on your your door with a... Leanne, with a, with come a, to my door with a short, now. With a short sleeve dress shirt and black tie. <laughs> I do feel bad for those people who have to do that. I do too. Like I'm sure not everyone is the ones that this is exactly what I want to do. The ones that came to my friends' houses were like, (laughs) "Come on in." No, it's sort of like the Mormon hazing. Like yeah, yeah, so you're gonna go all those houses, cold, cold, cold knocking. 
Just see what happens. Go go for it, guys. <laughs> when I picture those people, I picture hashtag Al, and I'm like, I know. And now he I would, can handle it. Well, like, but the thing is, if yeah. it was him coming to my house, I would look at it totally totally differently. Yes. It's so true, but see, that's how we should start looking at it. Like, you like John Mayer? You have to think. I like that one John Mayer song. Every single person that is out missioning in your neighborhoods, look at it as hashtag Al. That's how we have to look at life. Gross. Treat people as if they're hashtag Al. (laughs) (laughs) Because you would not be like, okay, dude, peddle your religion somewhere else, bro. This is sensitive topic matter, and I know that Leon. That's why I think also, like, Allison talking about it is so weird to be like. I agree with you that. Like, it, it was, it seemed a little bit like. I, I wonder how she's decided that she's going to go this route because she's yes. always so careful about yes. that kind of about stuff. everything. Yeah, and then with that, she's like, "Why aren't you saving me? Why aren't you religious?" <laughs> it's because she thinks religion is not serious. Yeah, but she doesn't usually much like say me. it directly. You were going to say something, Megan, and I cut you off. It's too real for your shallow mind. <laughs> <laughs> some real no, i just what if you're sure out this, you're was, missioning for us right now it doesn't belong i think maybe on the uh like as banter on this podcast but i'd always thought that like because i mean we're talking about religion so like uh, it whatever do with it what you will like sometimes john and i will say stuff like you know we hear this about our religion and we hear that about our religion and it's like no we're in it it's not like that right but also it's like yeah but you do realize that like that that like yeah I mean, I, I know stuff about other religions that I'm not part of. Yeah. That is bad and real. So a little part of me is like, yeah, but like there's also real bad stuff that I don't think you'd choose to like speak up about. Don't include this. Leon's a Mormon. I don't want to include this. You're going to say Leon's a moron. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> um, I don't want to talk about this. And you're right. It but is. But to your point, like, it is hard to, to open up that can of worms yeah. to, uh, to her audience is like, yeah. It yeah, because little... you're either praying to the people that are like, I love Satan, even though Satan's Christian made. But but then there's also the people that are like, I'm a believer. Now I'm going to, you know, go gung ho on Allison and Daniel. And they don't want that. Do you want someone trying to talk you into Jesus that if you're not into it? I do not want that. You have to believe to like, by the way, going door to door. I would love to meet one person that was converted by someone knocking on the door. I think it happens in jail a lot. Well, <laughs> I think you got to go to jail before you're converted or be like deep into drugs or That's something. That's 100% and true. You either got to hit rock bottom or hit rock bottom in jail. And then it happens. And I don't know if I'm not willing to go to those lengths going door to door in jail, but uh, he might get a few other offers besides that. But, you know, it's just I, I don't selling anything door to door. I don't know how that works. Standing on a street corner. There's so many times there's a guy over here by the Orange Mall with his signs and there's people everywhere with their signs. And I always think like, I want to go talk to him, but not about Jesus. I want to just like ask, does anybody come to you and be like, thank you for being here with this message? Because otherwise I would never have heard it or seen it. Or like you've changed my way of thinking in my life. I'm now interested in looking in a different direction. Like I, I can't imagine that I'm not swayed by anything I see on a street corner. I'm not going to go to the smoke store. I'm not going to go buy a Bible. Like none of it. I'm not getting my taxes done at Liberty <laughs> Tax, whatever. Well, I mean, when you are such a liberty, it kind of makes me want to go in that direction. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Like, none of it. I just, it's just, it's a turnoff. To me, if you have to sell something, it's not worth 
like if you have to sell it, it's not worth buying. But that's not to say that any of these religions are bad or anything. It's just the way it's being fed to us. And now they're opening the door to that where I'm like, what are you guys doing? That just seems very strange. That being said, when I was leaving, I sent you a picture. I don't know if you even give a shit. But I took a picture of the sun right after they were talking about this because it was like a very heavenly sun through the clouds moment right after I was listening to this. I took a picture. I'm like, oh, that's pretty. And then I go home and I looked at it and I like, there was like this weird little like reflection on it. It looked like a little grumpy little man in the clouds. And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) But it's literally, I think, a reflection off of my window somehow, like onto the cloud. What did you think of it, little Ralphie? Piece of shit. Did you even look at it? I saw it. I didn't see the man in the clouds or whatever. Look like a grouchy little face. <laughs> did you point it out to him or did you just expect he would of see it? Of course I didn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Let me, let me just show you. Because I think I saw it on Instagram. You didn't send it. Wearing a tiled hat or like a hat of armor. But it looks like it's probably like a reflection off of my window somehow, but but look at that. I'll give it to you that it's not one of those where I'm like, okay, Lisa. It actually does kind of look like that. Because yeah. I'm like, oh, this is such a pretty little, like, whatever. And I'm like, what the fuck is this? It's your conscience. <laughs> it's your Jiminy Cricket. He's mad it's at you. It's my conscience peeking out through the clouds. <laughs> Look, that this, does look like a face. This little grouchy little miffed face. Huh. <laughs> I literally got finished with this segment and I was like, okay, I got to drive home. And then I looked over. I'm like, oh, this is pretty clouds. What do you think the message is? Oh, I still haven't seen this face. That somebody, that somebody is looking <laughs> at me through the clouds. Uh, that's not anything. Okay. <laughs> yeah, that's nothing. <laughs> you are, uh, uh, what do what you call this? it? What is this? That's called um, light refracting through glass. In the shape something? of a grumpy face. In the shape she, of a grumpy face. She never face. said it was not light. By the way, I took a picture before that, and there, it was not there. And are, I was, your, are your windows tinted? Yeah. It, that's what I picked. She's not saying it's an actual mean grumpy face in the I sky. Thought She's it was saying something, this light refraction I thought it was something like off of face. my See, window. This, no. I thought it was something off of my window. I'm like, that's weird. I'm going to have to save the other picture that doesn't have this but then when i looked closely i'm like that looks like a grouchy face (laughs) um this is what people who are looking don't fucking say call me people dick people who are looking for i'm not looking for dick literally (laughs) she didn't say it thought it was meaning it just looks like a fucking grumpy face yeah and it does look this is the picture i took before yeah and then i took i took like two or three all at the same time. And then that one. And then the next one had a fucking thing in it. Grumpy face. Yes. And I didn't even notice it until I was sending it. I'm like, oh, here's a pretty little cloud. I'm like, one second. There's a little grouchy face in the clouds. Better get your shit together, Lisa. It's a sign. I think it's a sign. It's too late. Just went on this whole rant about how you didn't want Jesus. I didn't say I didn't. I said that Allison shouldn't be inviting if you don't want it. Do you want Jesus? I'm not close to, to <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I don't need Jesus to be knocking on my door, but Come I have a, my own personal you. relationship with like with religion and stuff that I enjoy. But like, I would never put it on anybody. Oh, because... I didn't know you had religion views. 
I she somewhat used do. to go to church. <laughs> oh yeah, you did. That's I did. right. And I actually really miss it. But mm. but I went because once I finally got something from it, I was like, there's no way I can tell anybody to feel this way. Like I felt that way because I was there and like it was my own thing. I can be like, come in here, you're gonna feel what I feel. Just, mm-hmm. It just it, it's you gotta feel it on your own. I have a very personal oh, relationship with Jesus. Here we go. And also his cousin, I was Jesus. gonna say, you have a lot of friends named Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> and we are so close. Um, uh, you could even say that I would die for Jesus. But He's I'd even prefer a it fan. if would he died you, for me. Keep talking about Jesus. I wanted to eat this cookie. Oh, it, um, no, you don't have to. I'll quickly throw something out there that you guys can talk about. If the bank made a mistake in giving you money that was not recorded, nothing, whatever, at an ATM, what would you do? Laura? Okay. This part made me angry. Because I, like Daniel, like to think that I'm a good person and I'm the type of person who would do a good thing. But when the good thing is helping an evil corporation whose job is to literally make money from doing nothing but holding our money, I have no sympathy for the bank. They have predatory lending practices. They charge you an overdraft fee because you went... They charge you $35 if you fucking went two cents over your account balance. Do they feel bad? No, of course they don't. It's their job to do that. They make money off of us. I pray that one day I go to the ATM. Listen and, to him praying. And I and I like I'm like, "Oh, I'm supposed to get two $20 bills, but they came out with 200s?" Yeah, baby. And didn't show on your account at all? There's there's a reason that in Monopoly it says a bank error in your favor. <laughs> it's not bank error in your favor and you were a good dude and went and returned it. That's not a thing. I related to him because what he said was that he was young at the time. Now he would think that way, but he was young. When I was younger, I was way worse. I mean, like, yeah, let's go to the strip club. But but he said in his mind, maybe they know I have it. And if I was young and naive and I got hundreds of dollars that if I spent it, I couldn't fucking pay back. I'd be like, I'm scared. I don't think I, I think I would have held on to it for like a, like six months or something long enough to know that I probably would have done that too, that they weren't going to come looking for it. But I do understand why he wasn't initially just like party on Daniel drinks on Daniel. Um, (laughs) Actually, I probably would have done that. (laughs) I party now and pay later. (laughs) That's my, always been my view on life. I think that. I, I maybe it would depend on my age, but when I was younger, I probably would have been like sweet. Um, and now I'd be like sweet, but I'd be spending it on way different things. <laughs> but I would, I think, as an older person, I would have more fear. To be honest, I would think, okay, now it's going to affect my family. It's not just me. Like I would be thinking, it's can I pay it back? Should I just hold on to it? I would not go in and bring it in. I would wait to see when the dust settles. I wouldn't immediately go on like a shopping spree. I'd be like, let's just see what happens and let's, you know, whatever. And then when the dust settled and six months later, I'm like, all right, now let's go to the strip club, baby. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I would have done that. Or like buy lots of shoes or whatever. Um, but yeah, 
I would have waited, but I, the fact that he brought it in, the guy was just like, oh, okay. Almost like he was a bother. I'd be like, fuck you right off. Oh, you know what? I came into the wrong bank. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no. Okay. So they had a couple of calls. My God, the mic is right on my mouth. Uh, Renee from Oklahoma. This was a huge downer. I was just like, oh, Renee's calling from Oklahoma. That's nice. Her son tried to commit suicide. I was like, holy fuck. Like, how do you even have, how are you even functioning enough to make a phone call like that? It says a lot about her that she's like getting past it or healing from it. But like just dealing with that, I can't even imagine. And she was saying that her family, she's doing well, like just she's kind of tepid. Which I feel like we all are, but like to put a layer of your son tried to commit suicide, it's like, oh my fucking God. That's pretty huge. And to use the word tepid, that was pretty good too. It really was. It was such a great descriptor. Like, yes. You ever get, I'm, well, I'm sure everyone gets this. I had it with this woman where right away in a minute, you're like, I think I could really roll with you. Like. I get you. I think you'd get me. I felt that way about this person. For whatever reason, just she was, like, direct. And she was vulnerable enough to, like, say this thing to them. Yeah. Obviously, she really needed, I think, to say that, it sounded like. Um, I don't know. I was like, I wish I could meet this person. And obviously, give them a hug. Seems like... And, and she was just saying, like, shit's fucked up in Oklahoma. Like, we suck here. Yes. You know, I'm like, yeah, like, girl. She's like one of us, totally. Mm-hmm. Like, she just needs to come hang out. And like like you said, we, she need, we need to give her some hugs. The, to be that vulnerable and just be like, all right, this is me. And it, you're right. I totally think that she... Let's try and figure... Let's try and find her. Renee in Oklahoma, are you listening? <laughs> are you sleepless in Seattle? Oh, sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> Um, Daniel also shared because she is from Oklahoma. He shared that he stayed with a host family in Tulsa that were extreme Neil Diamond fans. And like this, just this visual and this, just everything. I, I just looking through his eyes as a, as a, whatever, 13 year old Daniel Quance in Oklahoma in some stranger's house with Neil Diamond posters in every single room. Like, who are these maniacs? But I love that Allison was like, yeah, like, basically, I don't really care for Neil Diamond. I could take it or leave him. Then she's like, starts playing his songs. And is like, as quickly as she was like, eh, I Neil Diamond. She's like, I actually fucking love him. It's like, yeah, Neil Diamond's fucking rad. I, the whole thing. Like, it went from Renee's call in Oklahoma to Daniel telling the story, which is like, these are the kinds of stories. I was like, I love getting to know them better and their like backstories and their little life stories. And that was one of them that should be in a show or a movie. Like you're staying at someone's house and you're like looking around at Neil Diamond in this room too. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. I just, oh, I, I would love to see the rest of their decor. Yeah. I really could paint a picture too. I was like a shirtless Neil Diamond. Okay. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I'm in Daniel's shoes right now. And by the this. way, like what, woman found her match in a guy that was like I you too. also want neil diamond posters in every room in your house a shirtless neil diamond uh, hell yes <laughs> well ruffy are you on neildiamond.com or what are you doing i don't care for neil diamond because you haven't listened to the songs enough apparently listen to shiloh it's the songs song. that they played on this episode uh mm-hmm. were the worst 
I loved, I, so I don't know him that well. All those songs that they played, I'm like, I had no idea Neil Diamond sung that. Oh. But there was one that was off of a Kill Bill soundtrack. I think it was the second one they played. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, this is dope. I remember, I don't know. I remember loving that song. In the I don't soundtrack. know the movie. Also, I think it was in Super Bad. Just going to put that out there. I love Neil Diamond a lot. And just all of his songs of course they've gotten fucked out a little bit in the most in the most recent like 10 years but when my aunt would take us on like road trips that was the soundtracks that she'd be listening to and it's like okay is that song called girl you'll be a woman soon yes. because that's fucking creepy that's my pedof- g first you're like 30 <laughs> some years old and you're first fucking all, telling this bitch they like- mentioned that song during this episode it's, and it's she, about their, it's and about she their was, daughter and she was like oh oh is it, is it? oh the I, that's not what my first impression was. I thought oh. it was like I figured it was all about be... all the seventies. Oh, I just well, since I don't yeah. have a perverse all mind, those... I assumed it was the loving. Well, all seventies pedophilia oh, but... songs were like hip. But Stevie Wonder, you're like, oh, that's definitely not about a baby. <laughs> Cuckoo, splash, splash in the bathtub. <laughs> By oh the my way, God, what does happen? <laughs> By the way, during the whole bathtub talk. Oh. While you guys were talking, all I hear in my head is splish splash. I was taking a bath. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I was hearing. Okay. Well, you have really good taste in music. So then they got a call from Andrew from Tacoma. And he was talking about dogs being back in the White House. And he was very excited about that. The fact that they were rescues. It was very cool. And I'm always... This is my pessimistic view on everything. Whenever someone says that they rescued a dog and then it's a German Shepherd, a Labrador, I'm like, you did not rescue that dog. <laughs> I'm sorry, but nobody's giving those things up, just so you know. But maybe they really did, and that's cool. And then we got a lovely, lovely voice, Shara from Washington. Uh, she feels happier after the inauguration, and she was talking about the teachers in her school district, her kids' school district, um, might potentially strike, and I feel like that cool another fucking layer of bullshit but also teachers are underappreciated so it's like so many things but to be a parent and have kids and to be dealing with all this and to have that as another thing is just a bunch of bullshit i have an important announcement okay oh boy oh boy shiloh when i was young i used oh okay, my god I for think, real i think that that song is actually from Pulp Fiction. Oh, God. I thought you were going to tell me someone died. It was died. also in or, Superbad. Or Death Proof. And it is not about a father and a daughter. It Big is, surprise. It is yeah. not about a father and a daughter. Men who have posters of themselves shirtless are <laughs> never talking to their daughters. You have posters of yourself. What are you talking oh, about? Oh, boy. Shiloh. Uh, just how young is this uh, girl who will be a woman soon? Well, usually that's if probably she's Jewish, 17. She's under 13. Oh, my God. Just saying. Okay. I'm just seeing a lot. It says it says Reservoir Dogs somewhere. It says Death Proof. It says, hey, Siri. You can ask she Alexa, She doesn't even want to talk to me. Anyway, What do you want to ask sorry. Alexa? Alexa, what Tarantino film is the song Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon in? I found on the web. According to wikipedia.org, 
As the band recorded a follow-up album, cult filmmaker Quentin Tarantino used the group's cover version of the Neil Diamond song, Girl, You'll Be a Woman Soon, in his 1994 film Pulp Fiction. Oh my god! Now that you mention it, yes, I think it's when Uma Thurman is like putting on the the reel-to-reel tape player and then she's dancing around snorting coke and then she ends up when john uh, travolta's in the ends bathroom up snorting h yeah that would make sense huh <laughs> alexa <stop. laughs> honestly though that was one of the more accurate alexa like i was true frustrated so true i'm like yeah i alexa, thought she was gonna go be like she, um she according to wikipedia it. women were worse <laughs> on the scene in the book of Genesis. <laughs> that was pretty impressive, Dan. Yeah. You've got a smart Alexa. Treat her, treat her well. What? Girl, you'll be a woman <laughs> yeah. <too> soon. <laughs> Alexa, you'll be a woman soon. Stop listening, Alexa. <laughs> Damn it. This is a good song. Come it on. Is. I don't care if it's... Who cares? Who cares if it's pervy? He's not your kind. He's an adult. <laughs> Don't you know, girl? You'll be a woman soon. Please come take my hand, girl. Wait till it breaks down one more time. I need to hear it. And this was when she was doing pop. It is a cult song. You don't need a man. You're a I've been misunderstood for all of my life, but with the same girl just cuts like a knife. The boy's no good. Well, I finally found what I've been looking for, but if they get the chance, they'll end it for sure. Sure they won. Baby, I've done all I could. It's up to you, girl. Take my hand, girl. You'll be a woman soon. 
his and own. Maybe not singing a song about it. And maybe not singing a song about it. Hold on, I'm looking up how old. But if it was just his inside thoughts and there was no actions whatsoever. No, it's okay, still weird. He was born in 1941. So he was 22, 3. Oh. And he's talking to a 17-year-old? That's not so bad. It's not the. It's not as bad as no, I thought. Like, <laughs> Thirty-eight. It's not a, an eleven-month-old, like yeah, almost eighteen. That's a four-year difference. Okay, so I have wow. two. I mean, this show is the longest show we're ever gonna do. First of all, the song from Superbad is "These Eyes." Oh, yes, please. Is that a do? Is that a Neil Diamond song? No, no, oh, it's I by the Guess Who. And it's by Guess Who. <laughs> I looked who? up <laughs> exactly. I looked up uh, this song, uh, Creepy, and someone says he literally wrote this song for his underage fans. Creepy indeed. And uh, someone else said... His fans? Uh? Oh, and, gross. And he said... Someone said... He, and this was back in 2015. Mm. He is 74. His wife is 45. Oh, mm. that's my so, age. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. I could be dating Neil Diamond. This is all I'm getting from this. <laughs> Potentially. I mean, I could be married to Neil Diamond. You could be Neil Diamond's heiress. Oh, my God. Can you imagine just, like, sitting out by the fire pit, having Neil Diamond sing to you every night? He'd pass out by, like, what, six? <laughs> Roll over on you for, like, half a pump? <laughs> I got oh, the rest shit. of the night, girl. <laughs> You'll yeah. need a, something. Okay. Stomach pump. <laughs> There's ways around that. Be roofy there. That's, that's what I went with. Oh, boy. Let's cut a lot out. I don't, I, well, I mean, that's going to be tough because it's going to be at the discretion of the person. <laughs> Which part do we, hmm, how should we listen in for, for content and for also, enjoyment? One final thing about Neil Diamond. <sighs> Sweet Caroline can suck my dick from the back because it's all about the Yankees, pal. 27 rings. Boston can suck my nuts, pal. Shout out to... So your last song challenge, the one song that I hated, Sweet Caroline, you're welcome. You probably don't remember because you probably didn't even pay attention to the songs that I posted. Uh, You probably posted like six that day. I did uh, not. I did them every day this year. This year? This month I did it like... Oh, the one from last year? Oh, there's no fucking way I remember that. You know that. Excuse you. Once again. All right. Megan, they play that song at the seventh inning stretch of Boston Red Sox games. Everyone knows that. Yeah, when do they not play it somewhere that's... I thought you were confused. I am. I don't... don't, I was being sarcastic. Oh, Jesus Christ. Literally everyone does know that. That's why I was like, how did she not know? And then she didn't know. Right into the show if you don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. We also didn't get anyone... Right into 818... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> you actually can text us 818-BFF-0732 For the Last Whitney C's cues yeah. We only had two people who told us Who their bestie pal was Oh yeah I uh, only said mine on the show I should have probably posted in there So call out to everyone who Doesn't want to tell us who their best friend is Their yeah. soul hey, friend We're trying to start conversations up in there So stop complaining um, turds <laughs> not that there's a lot of complaints there's only been like two or three okay speaking of the wonderful whitney c how about if we do whitney c's cues yes 
She's got the cues that never fail to start a good convo. She ain't shy. She's not afraid to push the envo. It's Whitney C. Whitney C. Whitney C's cues. It's Whitney C. Whitney C. Whitney C's cues. Whitney C wants to know, what's your favorite game? And I'm asking because I just got my ass kicked twice in a row by the Olive. We played this fun game called Chronology, which I got him for Christmas. And um, you draw cards and they have a year on the bottom, which you do not announce. But you say at the top of the card, it lists what happened during that year. And the person has to guess where on the timeline that card fits in. It's actually a really simple game to play. I'm not doing a good job of explaining it. But anyway, he beats me consistently. So (laughs) today we decided that the new rule, normally you're supposed to get to 10. And if you have 10 cards in the right order, that person wins. And the new rule was that I had to get to 12 and he had to get to 15. And he still won. (laughs) And then, then we played Yahtzee. And this man got Yahtzee on the first, well, the second roll of the game. I mean, he got to roll first. He rolled like two sixes or maybe three. And then he rolled the rest of the die. (laughs) (laughs) You can hear him laughing in the background. He rolled the rest of the die and he got all sixes. So he yelled at the top of his lungs, Yahtzee! (laughs) And then a couple of curse words and was very (laughs) self-congratulatory. And then about 15 minutes later, he got another Yahtzee on threes, on threes. So our final Yahtzee score, this is an embarrassment, 372 to 198. He doubled my score plus some. So to answer my own question, neither of these games is my favorite game. (laughs) My favorite game is the one I consistently whip his ass at, which is Scrabble. That's true. And that's what we're playing tomorrow night. Okay, thanks. This is a great question because I fucking love games and I also judge people that don't like games and... My favorite games with my friends, we had, there are two that were really good. One was called Imagine If, and the other one was called Loaded Questions. And I'm sure there's, since then, there's been a lot of, like, adult games, like the, um, what's the stupid game? The worst game ever created, Cards Against Humanity. So, Cards Against Humanity, and then, like, all kinds of, like, different, which are fun, they're great. But these games were so much fun, and I love looking back in the box of, like, all of the... I always kept all of our our little, like, papers and everything and just, like, reading all of our dumb fucking answers and all of our nicknames for ourselves and just, like, everything that was so much fun. But Imagine If was a lot more simple. It was... You have... You write everybody's name that's playing on the board, so you can wipe it off between each game that for whoever's playing. And you have a set of cards and you say, imagine if, and then you have to like roll and whoever's the person. So you imagine if this person is this and you have to like describe like six or seven different things, what you think everyone's going to say. So it's kind of like cards against humanity, except it was actually about a certain person. And it's really fun. Loaded questions was similar to that. And it was more of a thinking game and more fun. And I really, 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 really enjoyed those games. What about you guys? Ralph? I don't know about a favorite you know what's weird burping into a mask probably not a good idea (laughs) you do it anyway though i did Um, i just did (laughs) obviously i love the mexican bingo game called loteria yes 
I also love a game called Ticket to Ride because it's great to play with my nephews who are youngsters. Well, they're getting older, but you know. Little known fact about me is I am a grandmaster at the game of Uno. All I heard was grandmaster. And uh, I will destroy you. Hold if you up. We have to... Uno. Have you played uh, Dose? No, because thank this you. is like, thank this you. like saying, uh, hey. Um, you just passed. <laughs> <laughs> what's, uh, what's, uh, what's that fucking uh, chess grandmaster guy? Yeah, him. It's like, hey, pal, uh, how about we play some uh, checkers over here? Huh? Same thing, huh, pal? I'm going to kick your butt. No. I play the Ridge. Okay. And I play by street rules. And oh, I think we God. all know what that means. I don't know what that means. You have your knife out. That's what I know. <laughs> it's your husband's knife, but yeah. Okay, so you like Uno and you like Loteria, which is And Ticket very... to Ride. And t- Ticket to Ride. Shout out to Paul because he has a lot of cool board games oh and gosh, other games. Yes. And I could go on about more games, but that's enough. I don't I don't know which this is my favorite. Could be the more games podcast. I'm into that. Oh, the Central Trivia, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I like that too. And also shout out to Paul. I love that he brings board games when he comes over here. Like that is he is like every little thing that you're like, Oh, this person makes their own beer and brings it. Oh, okay, that's cool. Oh, he brings his own board games? Oh, he's cool. Oh, he drives all the way fucking here just to, like, be part of our thing? That's cool. Um, I've not... I've yet to play his games because I think they're probably... I'm probably... <laughs> they're probably above my... <laughs> no, they're very simple, but you're too busy hungover in your bedroom. Excuse you. We're... I'm usually putting my eyebrows on and making breakfast for everybody. I was, honestly, I was <laughs> like, making your fucking breakfast yeah. is what you're doing. <laughs> Okay, you got me there. I didn't get you there. Okay, Maggie Poo, what about you and board games? Or any games? Um, So I tried to find... I can never remember the name of my favorite because I don't play games that often. But coincidentally, most of the friends and like girlfriends and stuff I've had since I came to L.A., unless L.A. is just a game play in town, play fucking huh. games. Huh. Went to my first girlfriend's friends' things. Everyone, it's all about game night. With Richard, you know, and Jess's best friend, game night every Thursday. So I don't think you're talking about video games. And no. I, could go, I could go on for a while there. I think it could be. It could be whatever game. Well, one that I want to mention that isn't my favorite, but is definitely one of the most fun to play that has been new to me is the You Don't Know Jack games that we played at Richard's house last New Year's, Rafi. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to ex- explain but it is a video game but it's meant for group play and it's like trivia and all that stuff and just like little strategy games that you can play together but my favorite game and it's kind of hard to explain so i will not do it well is called dixit and i know you will love that joke. (laughs) i'm into dixit d-i-x-i-t and what I love about it is that it's an interpretive game and you kind of get to know each other's imaginations and perceptions while you do it. So like I have cards and everyone has cards. That's just imagery, just art. And the art is actually pretty cool. Um, And it can be random. It can be like a ladybug holding a daisy or a river with like a fucking clock in it or something. And you hold like six of those cards yourself. And when it's your turn, you look at one of the cards and you describe what it means to you. And it's not meant to be literal. Like maybe you look at it and you think innocence or, okay. or something like that. Then you say, you grab it and you say, 
innocence, and then everyone else has these cards with art on them as well, and they look in their pile and try to interpret something as innocence. Pick okay. out the one that they have that's like, yeah, this could be innocence. And then you put it all in one pile. I have the game. That actually sounds super fun. It's really cool. And I feel like it was always something like part of my life. So I don't know. Is that a California thing? Or is that just a world thing? Like, I feel like everybody played. I just thought everybody played board games. But it, it is also pol- polarizing because there have been adults that are like, eh. Like, At least fucking hate board games and people that play them. I don't remember in college or in high school that being like a thing but out here for whatever reason i definitely sense that like oh this is a thing game night is a interesting thing. yeah little rough colorado neon board games i was just thinking about Stop. twister oh when you were you, teen, the fluorescent version? you didn't play oh, twister oh yeah so i, I don't played... consider that a board game as, as a teenager, I, I, played, to I played board games, but I played with my sister and like our, like it was like, we're going to have game night. And we just always put like, we played silly games like Sweet Valley High or like whatever. Just in the bottle. Ga- games. Now that like, I could get behind. It was specifically like sleepover time was game. Yes, night. that's true. Sleepovers that's true. were for games. So like we always at my grandparents house, they had like a board game like cabinet. So we would go play board games during the summer. It was like, we're going to go swim. We're going to go play board games. And then like, yes, sleepovers was a big part of but even like if it was a rainy day at home, I remember we're playing Clue or playing Battleship or whatever. Like it was always about like my mom would make homemade Chex Mix and we'd play Clue. Like it was just like such a part of my whole life. I cannot believe I forgot. I Sorry, Rafi. I, cut, I realized you're about to say something. No. Did, did I tell you about subjective guess who? <laughs> no. Oh my God. That is so fun. That is the... Hardest I've laughed, most fun I had, honestly. Really? On my, I've on never my, heard of this. What is this? In my whole going back to Wisconsin trip, me and Jess played subjective guess who. And it's really fun to play with someone that you know very well and vice versa because you... Okay, so basically, I'll just tell you what it is. How about that? Um, <laughs> instead of being like, does he have glasses? Does it, are, do they, are they a man or a woman? You say like... Mm, would they donate to NPR mm. or like, w- do you think that like Facebook is their primary social oh media God. platform? Um, I, one of them that I was surprising that, uh, kind of whittled it down. Well, was, do they text and drive and the amount of times? Oh, and, uh, obviously, um, are they a top or bottom? is is one it can you, it can be whatever your heart desires okay and the amount of times that i whittle it down and that just whittles it down to me and get it right is incredible it's such so a victory when having you get someone it. that's on that you know very well in these kinds of games is so good my we with our friends we used to play um shit i'm gonna forget the name of it god damn it it has a buzzer and it was i fucking can't remember we would play, this is like even like not that long ago, like where we just started getting into games with our friends and, um, but when you can say clues that have nothing to do with anything else except for it's an inside joke between the person that you're with and you're yes. like, if I say this, you know that you're going to be able to get it right. My sister and I used to be like, oh, remember that guy or remember whatever. Mm-hmm, like when you say, mm-hmm. like, we would just like give little hints to that. And it's like, oh, we fucking aced it. Just based on, like those kinds of games are so much fun. Yeah. But you saying guess who 
my friend Jen from North Carolina, her mom and and she like the three of us would play we played so many games and we had so much fun playing like Yahtzee. My friend really loved Trivial Trivial Pursuit because she was good at it. And we played Nick at Night came out with a game that was super fun. Like when Nick at Night was first a, a thing, they had a, a, a board game. But guess who was like our favorite thing? And like still to this day, we like make fun of this one, the one character on there. When you say guess who, I was like, oh my God, I totally forgot about guess who. But it's such a good, it's such, I just love board games, obviously. Wow, we're still talking about games. <laughs> I always get really, like if I go to a coffee shop, coffee shop or a bar and they have a board game, I'm like, this is my new favorite place. I won't touch the games ever, but I'm like, this place is so cool. I feel the same way. Yeah. There's a, like, Chapman Crafted Brewery. I was going to say, yeah. breweries yes. always have games. Yeah. And I rarely see anybody playing board games. They're usually playing, like, the loud Jenga, giant Jenga board game or whatever that's, like, totally uh, annoying. Fun for them. That's great. But when I see the stack of board games, I'm like, these are my people. I want to be here. Mm-hmm. I think I played Uno at Chapman Crafted the last time I was there, but that was the... But I do feel weird about touching cards that a million other people have touched. If yeah, it's going to feel different now. It really is. Yeah. Uh, one final thought here is if your favorite board game is Monopoly, <laughs> do the world a favor and... Little uh, Robbie, you like Uno. Go for a long walk. How much more is it to play Uno than it is Monopoly? Uno is a game of skill. Is, and... There's barely a skill. It's luck. No, you... Or in a monopoly is like luck and longevity. <laughs> the biggest fight I ever had with one of my ex girlfriends was about monopoly. Oh shit! I'm not, I'm not even joking. I'm I'm not record. exaggerating. I'm I need to, to know why. I need fight. to get a drink. You tell me why. Why did you fight about this? I need to get another drink. Anybody else? It was just because I was I had shit to do. I was editing and producing my Packer documentary at the time. This was in 2009 or 2010. And I was like, okay, like, I got to get back to work. I worked three motherfucking jobs. I worked at Office Max. I added wedding videos. I worked at a TV station. And I was making my documentary. And she wanted to play Monopoly. And it got to the point where, like, all my shit was mortgaged and I had no cash. And I'm like, okay, like, we better pack it up. And she's like, but I didn't lose. And I'm like, obviously, you're going to win. Like, I don't want to spend the next five hours waiting for this to happen. And she got so mad at me and felt so rejected that I didn't want to sit there and play for another three hours just so that the inevitable would finally happen. That sounds insane to me. She was stupid, and I am so (laughs) glad that she dumped me. Thank you, Maria. (laughs) Adios. Oh, my gosh. That sounds like a nightmare. She also... Our second like having to fight, play, having to be forced to play Monopoly for, forced to play Monopoly. for more hours than you have than you want Can to. Can you imagine? Feels like a nightmare. Does I help? Thank you. It was. What else were you gonna say? It doesn't. It's not relevant. Let's just move on. Oh, I wanted to hear the dirt on Maria. Let's hear. On our internet bill, I donated. I made a selection to donate. It was not more than five dollars. It was between one and five dollars to this charity that like helped people get internet access that like 
had a hard time getting it or couldn't afford it, whatever. Which at the now that I think back, it's like similar to the bank thing. Like, yo, AT and T, I think you can fucking do that. Yeah, it's like, uh, how about you just give them free internet? But for budgetary reasons, she's like, you didn't even ask me. Like, why are you doing this? We don't have a lot of money. Blah blah blah. Again, thanks America. Working three jobs at the time, didn't have enough money to donate one to five one to five dollars to our internet provider. And she made the biggest deal out of it that I donated this and that I said it's really not a big deal and I didn't back down. I'm like, it's five fucking dollars. Um, Again, thank you for dumping me. I don't know why it wasn't the way, other way around. Her so. loss. If she was playing Monopoly, she might understand that. Maybe not. I maybe you don't do charity. Maybe that's why you lost at Monopoly. You don't know how to I value overspend. a dollar. Yeah, this is so true. <laughs> I was trying to buy Broadway when I couldn't even buy Baltic or something. Broadway, am I right? There's no Broadway. <laughs> it's Boardwalk. <laughs> Isn't it supposed to be like Broadway Street? Broadway is the gay bar in Long Beach. I think. One of them. Yeah. Hey, guys. Uh, Should we talk about is this? Thing? Is this a good tweet? Uh, I, I said... <laughs> I said... Uh, Well, now I can't say it. <laughs> uh, never mind. Um, Thursday? No. What's this tweet that you would like to... It's not going to be say worth the it tweet. now. Let's see. Hear. Now I can't. Now I can't. Because you guys are trying to put me on the spot and force me to do something. And that you know... You know what, Laura? You don't force why did you have to think I he was so no. funny? Damn it. You ruined it for You're everybody. really not funny you know what? I doubt you have a single funny bone in your body. I bet you don't even come up with one funny tweet. I bet you don't even have a Twitter account. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> oh, my God. What is happening? Oh, no. She's losing it. Where were we on the Monday episode? I think we're, we're done. We're finally on Thursday. Oh, we're okay. finally there. Oh, that's right, Whitney C. It's been two yep. hours. We're yep. getting a Thursday. Yep. 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 Okay. So we're gonna talk about Thursday, and then little Rafi will tell us, play out his funny little tweet on us. Oh, and <laughs> in case you're listening to this episode and wondering why do they sound weird, we're wearing masks we're half of the time and safe. stuffing our faces the other half. We're being safe. Oh, I put a pretzel right into my mask and just jumped into it. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're getting on a real feedback there. <laughs> <laughs> I think this truly has giggle juice in it. <laughs> this is M- Michelob Ultra Funny. Okay. Dumb. <laughs> See? Should I tweet that? <laughs> Speaking of funny tweets... <laughs> <laughs> okay, something's going on. I think Lisa smoked some reefer or something. Are you? I think you're sleep deprived. There's a carbon monoxide leak. Apparently, I think that's what it is in my. Um, oh yeah, I don't have a, an alarm in here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're gonna talk about Thursday. <laughs> Damn it! All right, we were her little <laughs> door. Is that goes the outside? The little door? <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. This yeah, is gone. Okay. 
Off the rails. Rick's bedroom, if you open that door, you can see Ray, his window's right there. Ooh, okay. Ooh, you can open it. Noted. <laughs> All right, we were her little funeral potatoes. P- <laughs> <laughs> funeral potatoes. Potatoes sent in by S.A. It was up, S.A. <laughs> I was thinking that when she said sent in by S.A. <laughs> I was like... Oh, yeah. You're anyway. all, hopefully Lisa makes a dumb joke. Yeah. Um, sent in on Patreon. But, <laughs> um, when I saw this as a carb submission, I was like, she's not going to pick this because every time Jenna and Al are on the show, somebody sends this in and she hasn't done it yet because they are the ones that talk about funeral potatoes on the show. And then the fact that she put these on today or, or whatever is like. The carbs are either dropped the ball or. I think or Allison she just, just didn't care. I think Allison picked a subpar <laughs> carb. I think it was like literally the first one in the line. <laughs> and she's just like, oh, right. I have to pick a car. Which one? I uh, funeral for potatoes. It's not a Utah thing. She's like, I think it's a Utah. Okay. I'm going to start talking shit now. So I need to like. Step off. Step off at Allison's carbs. Yeah. Because I'm about to pop off. <laughs> <laughs> she said step off. <laughs> she told me to step off. Yes, yes. Step off. <laughs> yes, yeah, step off, George. Just Ste- step just off. Step off. Step off. <laughs> Elaine trying to be cool. <laughs> step off. Step off. Okay. They went into the Dave's Killer Bread thing, but then Allison called it Killer Dave's Bread, and it reminded me of when we were recording video in. Tustin and I kept calling it Killer Dave's bread, and you're like, "Are you? Do you mean Dave's Killer bread?" <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh shit, I totally forgot." But she said someone sent in something about Dave that he did kill something, but it wasn't that, and he was arrested. So there is a whole story behind Dave's Killer bread that he like whatever did something, but. According to he was um, like driving into cops or something. A quick little goog on NPR.org it says Dave Dahl of Dave's Killer Bread was in prison in 1987. He was addicted to drugs and incarcerated for home burglary. For 15 years, he bounced from one sentence to the next. The man is an absolute savage. So how and then you... he invented bread. But he does Apparently. organic bread. How do you go from... How is he going to make it in the clink? Correct. Maybe he makes it with their... Straight oats. You know, their when weird you're in jail, to- you toilet have, yeast or whatever. Yeah, when you're in jail, you don't have access to all these preservatives. you got to go straight to the bare bones it, you know? Okay, well. You guys go pay your $6 a loaf for Killer yeah. Dave's bread. I just... Uh, the first thing is... In, is Instacart for it? And I was like, five bucks a loaf. That's kind of yeah. pricey. Is it gluten-free? Is that why it's so expensive? It's, it's organic. Just organic. Is it multi-grain? It's all different. Or whole grain? It's all different flavors. This is it one, 12 grains, 7 grains? Every flavor. This one whole has, wheat? This one has 21 whole grains. Ah, that's they have, the shit. He has white. He has wheat. He has whole grain. He has all of it. Hmm. I've never had it. It's I good. Don't like, I've had it. I don't like I bread like that label, has though. like seeds and I don't like that either. I got the white shit. one, mm-hmm. obviously. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> All right, you dummy. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Allison talked about having a goldfish memory and she was talking about 
do goldfish actually have bad memories? Because I think it was Allie was saying that they actually do have decent memories. But why do people think that goldfish don't have me- good memories? <laughs> oh, my God. Drinking game. I shot every time I say memory. Um, but they were saying, like, if, if there's one big headline somewhere, people people are so dumb they're just going to believe it. Like, oh, I guess uh, goldfish do have bad memories. But Ali was saying that they'll actually remember, like, who you are if you're feeding them and stuff like that, which was like, that kind of makes me think, like, nah, fuck it. <laughs> but Allison said that Daniel was talking about he was all hopped up on octopus, and and I was thinking maybe he's just big octopusy. but what what do you think? What's your stance on octopi? I am all octopi? hopped up on octopus. Can I take the floor for, like, eight minutes? I'm going to put my microphone down. Thank you. I'm going to take a drink, a snack, and I want to listen to what you have to say about octopus. So, this was the most offensive thing I've ever heard on this podcast. I couldn't stop thinking about it all day because octopus is one of my favorite animals. To uh, eat? When, when people... When calamari is on the menu, I feel like dog is on the menu. I really do. It hurts my heart. And lucky for me, a lot of calamari, calamari, similar to how like red snapper is really just some other cheap fish. Uh, calamari is oftentimes pig rectum. So deal with that, you octopus eating bastards. But, and I, I, I feel like I, I don't know. I like, I'm embarrassed at how seriously this affected me. So I wrote her an email with octopus facts. And it took about three hours to gather all of them. And I differentiated them between fascinating and intelligent. Because just because it's a fascinating fact doesn't mean that means they're intelligent. So I'm like, I want you to know this. Doesn't mean they're like smart. Like I'm not smart because I have two legs I walk on. But, like, if an alien was out there and he's like, almost all the other ones either crawl or are on four legs and they'd walk on two legs, that doesn't make me smart. Maybe to them I'm intriguing. So, dear God, please care about octopuses. They are so smart. I need to play again these cutting, cutting words from our queen. Cut right to my heart. And, Allie, I don't want to offend you. I know that you love all creatures, but no. Allie is not who you offended. They aren't that great. Like I think one played with a one played with a pen or something. All right, this oh, is gosh. this is fucking war. So <laughs> I didn't pose this email as Allison. This is fucking war. <laughs> but I just pretty <laughs> I just really want her to like octopuses and to know they're smart. Okay, so. Smart. Oh, and does everybody remember when Greg was on and talked about the book, The Soul of an Octopus? Barely. He did. I bought it. Yeah. I only read part of it before I lost it. And because of this, I bought another copy and it arrived yesterday. So now I will complete Soul of an Octopus. It's a great book. So some of these are anecdotes from memory from that book of what I did read. Others were from, are from National Geographic. Um, okay, Smart. Some aquariums have octopus enrich- enrichment handbooks because they get bored. There have been cases where an octopus will escape and grab knickknacks to bring back to their tank. This has nothing to do with an instinct for survival. It's because they're curious. Researchers found that the octopuses that live in bear tanks, as opposed to tanks with items to play with, seem stressed and may start to eat their own arms. 
Smart. If they are put into a jar that's covered with a screw-on lid, they are able to unscrew it to escape, which is pretty advanced intelligence to figure out that twisting will work. Am I right? Instead of fucking pushing, it's like to be like, hmm, I see that I need to twist You're going to make me cry. Pretty, ex- pretty, <gasps> why do you kill Mari? No, I uh, fucking always loved Octopi, okay. but I didn't realize there was, they were this deep. Oh, man. Like I said, I need the floor for like seven to eight minutes. There's a lot here. Sorry. But isn't he, calamari squid? Um, Not necessarily. Okay. Not always. They're a pig rectum. Uh, yes, hopefully. I'm on octopi Wait, board. so how do you feel about squid? I don't know enough about them. Go on. Um, so... Able to, if so, they get put in the jar, the jar gets, they get screwed into the jar, and they're able to unscrew that lid. Um, and they are known to a lot of aquarium workers as escape artists. And there, there is so many stories out there about octopuses being escape artists that all you have to do is just give it a, a quick goog. And there's so many crazy stories about finding ways to get out of the tanks. There's a ton of different videos on the internet where you can see all that stuff. It is fascinating that a 600-pound octopus can fit through a hole the size of a quarter. Basically, if it is smaller or as big... If, if it is smaller... Wait, if it is as big or a little bigger than their beak, they can fit through it. They don't have any bones, so they can make themselves jelly-like into a jelly-like tube... And go through size a uh, six hundred pound. That's like all of us through a quarter. Fascinating, not smart necessarily, but fascinating. Um, when there was an aquarium a while back, there's video of this that I watched on the Ocean- National Geographic. When octopus were put in a large aquarium with sharks, um, they were at first nervous that the octopus would kill off, or that the sharks would kill off off the octopus weird that they're just like i don't know let's see what happens they're gonna kill him off but anyways um it turned out that sharks started showing up dead and they put a video camera um in the tank and it showed that the octopuses will camouflage themselves as they do which again isn't even on my list the camouflaging and the texture change not just color but the texture change of what they're in is so fucking cool um, but so they camouflage themselves, they do that color change thing and they, you, they wait until the shark is in the perfect place and they take their arms and they suffocate the shark to death and it doesn't eat it. It's not like, wow, I need to eat. If it's in a confined space and it knows it's predators are in there with it, they take that shit out. And I saw an octopus strangle a fucking shark to death. <clears throat> it is nuts. Um, so, obviously, they have to do planning, which involves some intelligence. Um, they recognize people. These are my favorite kind of stories. So, these are some examples from uh, The Soul of an Octopus. Um, they dressed a couple people up in the uniform of the people that work at the aquarium. And both approached the tank at the same time. One of the people was a stranger. The other was the guy that fed the octopus every day. It gravitates and goes right towards the guy that feeds them. So it's not like they don't have facial recognition. Another cool thing was that there was one volunteer at this aquarium that this octopus just didn't like. And every time that person came by their tank, 
they squirted them with water. And so that person was gone for a while. I think they were college interns. So like for the summer, they went back. And this octopus didn't squirt any, anybody else. It's just this one girl. So after summer break, comes back from college at the aquarium again, squirts her. After being gone for months, does this to nobody else. She's the one that gets the squirt from the octopus. Octopus didn't like this person. They have personalities that are unique, and they have specific relationships and feelings towards people. Which is crazy. Mm. I'm out of breath. I'm so passionate. Give me I'm a sec. loving. I'm like wanting an octopus now as a pet. <laughs> I to be the same honest. Thing. <laughs> After I read this list, I'm like, they'd be the best pet. I've always thought they were so cool. Anyway, They're so cool. but I didn't know this much. You're going to learn more. I'm so excited. If you meet an octopus at an aquarium or a lab, it engages... I would love to meet one. Have you not met one in, a, in an aquarium? I don't... Not face-to-face, I guess. Okay. I, I have. They, I love them. It still creeps me out, but only because they have knowing fucking eyes, and it weirds me out. Sort of like how Georgie, I'm like, you're a human. You, yeah. You are a human in there, and it's so weird. If you meet an octopus at an aquarium or a lab, it will engage with you. It makes eye contact, um, and physiologically their eyeballs are actually quite similar to ours Mm. um and they do appear like they're looking at you or checking you out which is an interaction that a lot of animals don't give to like seem like they're examining you it's usually just like an instinct of like are you a threat and i'm going to act on that or run away from it like a fight or flight but they from people who work with them are like they're analyzing you they're like trying to check you out and figure you out um and it's especially curious because we haven't been training octopuses for thousands of years to be our companions or engage with us in that way, um, similar to dogs. And researchers actually compare them to dogs a lot, their behavior. Hmm. Um, fascinating. They're incredible multitaskers. They have about 240 suckers on each limb, which means they have about 1,900 total. And they all operate independently. So, like, if I'm an octopus and I got eight arms, Similar to how I'm like, boop, 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 boop. like I know which finger I'm moving on on purpose. 1,900 little suckers. Holy shit. I, I can say, yo, I'm going to pinch this one. I'm going to whatever with this one. And um, each sucker can hold up to 35 pounds. Holy so I talk crap. about killing a shark. Like, they can, they're, they're tough little guys. My next life. <clears throat> and they taste and smell with their suckers. Whoa. So that's how they can, like. Get a sense of certain things. Imagine tasting 1,900 flavors at once. Damn. (laughs) Didn't think of that. Um, And I didn't quite understand this, so I didn't put it on the list. But I guess if we're talking about tasting and smelling with their skin, the reason why they can change color to match their environment is because their skin, like, sees. We can't think that way, but, like, in a nutshell, their skin can see and somehow that translates into how they're able to adapt. Now, is that intelligence? I think that might be intrinsic to just their s- species, but it's fucking fascinating. Oh, it makes me not want to grill one and eat it. Thank you. <laughs> yes, if all this does is to make people not grill one and eat it. Because please. literally for the last two years, I've been wanting to try octopus, to be honest. Oh, okay. And I've never had it before. I've had it before. A couple times. When I went to Santa Monica Pier for the first time, I had mm. calamari. Um, unlike many other calamari. creatures that navigate their world in patterns, researchers find that the octopuses don't have patterns and they make conscious choices. 
um, compared to other studies with, I mean, this didn't seem that impressive because they mentioned it was like a fruit fly, but like fruit flies, when they're studied, it's not like they're doing anything randomly. It's like they have this intention and this is why they do this and there's a pattern. There's not any dissuasion from a survival type pattern. After experimenting with opening multiple jars, at first it took an hour for the octopus to figure it out, but after that, it only took a few minutes each time after that was done, which shows that they can learn and retain memories. So he figured out how to open them, took him a while, had to actively try to figure it out, but once he did, he's like, oh, this is how you open the jar. Um, relatable, fascinating, they are loners. Octopuses don't mate until the end of their life. The female will carry the eggs while they're maturing, and as soon as the baby octopuses are hatched, she rolls them out into the water and swims away to die. Sad. But they're not it's like... kind a, of majestic. <laughs> it's like and magical in a, in a sad way. I it don't know. Is. Plus, you don't have to deal with those fucking kids. I'd hey, love man. to do that. Um, <laughs> it's your problem now, bitch. <laughs> Beach. so Whatever. this is a touchy-feely story that i read too but again these are all anecdotal they're stories from people who have like done books on them that talk to people who work there so this was their take on it and i feel like i do feel like that octopuses have a lot of similarities with <laughs> dogs if what people say about them that work with yeah. them um is true so this is a story it's a little bit touchy-feely woo-woo like good I think i'm, all, I I'm to... all ears i want to hear all of it all right good Thank you. I need to stop prefacing it. Okay, last one, I promise. It's very quick. Um, <laughs> so, a teenager was volunteer- volunteering at the New England Aquarium when her best friend committed suicide. She stood over Octavia. The octopus is Octavia. The, this girl who lost her best friend stood over Octavia's tank, and Octavia first put an arm on her, which they normally do to like greet the person. And I know this sounds gross, and I don't want this to happen to me, but legit hugged her, apparently. Like, no. And they I say, want that. They say <laughs> that the octopus had never done anything like this before to her or anyone else. And um, this girl, this teenager, thought that the octopus was giving her a hug. That's what she felt. And they said that if octopuses can taste and smell like dogs can taste and smell with when it comes to emotions it would make sense that the octopus could actually like experience like sense the pain like a dog could and maybe show some affection so that one's for the more woo woo skeet skeet people out there whatever that means um so octopuses are so wonderful octopuses are so fucking wonderful and do i have any call outs i call out allison Allison, octopuses are smart. Thank you. I need to pee. I think that's a good place to, to take a breather because we all don't just need to relieve our bladders, but we also need to relieve our brains because they were just expanded in the octopus world. Octopus. <laughs> She's going to go take an octopus. All right. Megan, thank you for sharing your passion for octop- octopus, mm-hmm. octopi. You're a regular octopusy. I think I wanted to know more. I've always wanted to know more, and I didn't realize there was so much to know. So thank you for sharing that. And I actually want to read this book because I want to know more. They're, they're fascinating. Um, 
So at the, what, eight-minute mark is when Allison first introduced Tony, and it's become sort of a silly joke, but also I think she just needs to introduce him first before everybody else so she doesn't forget about Tony. Oh, my God. I burped. Sorry. So she doesn't forget about Tony. Um, Tony's dog, Bentley, apparently he's going to keep that name and just probably have nicknames, which is pretty much what... Everybody does nicknames for your dogs. No, no one ever really calls their dog their actual name in general. Um, but Bentley uses Tony as a pillow. And I think that's very sweet. Like he's, he's fitting in and feeling happy. And I think that's super cool that Tony found a dog that needed a house. And uh, Bentley seems to be feeling just right. Oh, like Georgie over here. Oh, Georgie's doing a chat snack of Lauren's uh, pumpkin, smi- pumpkin spice snaps. Oh, my gosh. She's really liking it. <laughs> Georgie, Georgie. So I do always call Georgie his name. Georgie, get it. Get your little treat. Lauren wants you to. Oh. I always feel like Poor dogs. They don't have a hand to, like, hold a little treat up <laughs> to their face. They're really delicious. Um, so, Allie was talking about getting her dog genetically tested to find its ancestry. And, like, this this felt like some white, some white people bullshit. But I feel like, at a cer- like there's a certain price. Like, if they were to say, like, oh, for 50 bucks, we can let you know. Well, I already know where Georgie came from. But, like, if... <laughs> <laughs> uh maybe I would, but like would you she was like I would pay five thousand or however much she said to like know where her dog came from. I was like, do you even get why do you give a shit that much shit about where your dog came from? <laughs> Unless it's for health reasons, I don't really give a shit. Like if I love my animal, I don't care who it's related to. See, what you're forgetting is that Allie Ward likes her dog okay. a lot. I love my cats. I don't care where they came from. That's different. Cats are cool, man. You know, they don't have a backstory. They're just like drifters wandering through life. They're like... Just doing um, their own thing, man. Don't worry about me. Okay. I care like $35 worth. I don't. Yes, thank I don't, you! I don't care a hundred and whatever dollars worth that But she is. said she would pay like multiple thousand thousands. dollars for dollars. the backstory of Grammy. Where it's like, your piece of crap dog, it you're, literally could be any other dog. Like, it doesn't really matter. To would be honest. pay, how much would you pay for Chloe's backstory? Like, the emotional backstory? Yeah, like, uh, if, if someone could... She would pay for, like, five well, that, extra years for, with her. That's not, different no. than what we're talking about if here. If there was... Yeah, emotional backstory or actual just, I like... I think who, that's what Allie meant. She uh, did not mean, like... She would pay a thousand dollars for the Embark DNA test. Wait, wait, That's she not what cares she meant. Way too much about. If she's. I have a lot of thoughts about Allie Ward that I'm not going to share right now. Yeah. I like her being on the show because I think that she's one of the like integral parts of the Allison Quilt Thursday show, and I like that. She's a nice piece of the puzzle, and I've been missing that part. Her personally. <laughs> I'm finding it very hard to like her. And I'm going to have to like really. She is a puzzle piece that completes me. Do I like her? <laughs> no. <laughs> Does she complete me? I don't me? like the puzzle yeah. that is me. 
Because <laughs> I'm conflicted with myself. I love yeah. Allie Ward. I was... Same. I just find her com- to be very inauthentic and very like, I'm just going to cut all this out. Because I, I know... I know that like most people don't think this way. I really do like her, but I feel like she's... I'm going to say what is like cool and what's going to like make people like me. And like, she's very... She's she's the I'm I'm just the nerdy girl. I didn't know I was hot. I'm gonna pretend to be like into like science and stuff to be like <laughs> so I, I, it's just too much. It's too much. I know what you're getting at, but here's the thing is I think that's how she actually is. She really is. I that's, that's how a, I felt. Sometimes I would friends, feel that way. She's friends with one Your of friend. the one of the I'm not friends with her, but she is very into science. There is a Hollywood. No, science I think she's very friend. into science, but I think she's playing into the like. She knows she's into science, but she's playing into the like. I'm just, what? but I really love science, and I'm super smart. I'm gonna shock you with the fact that I drink out of a Stanley mug, like, I just. She's too much. She's just like those girls that are like. I'm not cool, but I do everything cool. That kind of girl. I would, and so, oh, being nerdy is cool now, so I'm going to be like, I'm nerdy. I would get similar vibes to what you're saying from Chris Hardwick at times. Yes. Yes. That is how I felt at the very beginning when it's like, nerds used to be like ridiculed and like not like put up on a pedestal. Now all of a sudden they are. I feel like she's feeding into this like nerdy thing where it's like, I've got this like nerdy vibe. I'm into nerdy stuff. That's fine. She's totally into it. She's smart about it. But I feel like she's using it as like a... It will... I'm trying to be like extra hot with it. Like I an extra hot coat I of nerdiness. I name, <laughs> name drop. But I edit for a show that one of her friends edits... Or one of her friends hosts. Crystal for VOA Tech. It's not a very good show. I mean, it's a good quality show. It's Nobody knows about it. But I think if you're going to have a friend group of like nerds like your closest friends aren't gonna be made from like some inauthentic place and they're all really close friends because they're like all super into science but also wanting to do this like tv host hollywood thing i just feel like she found her niche in in an authentic way but also I just, I just feel like so much like she's trying to. I don't know what it is. There's something about her that I don't like, and I don't know what it is. Post but, on the Facebook group who who agrees with no, Lisa. No, fuck no. There's no way. Every I am a solo man here. Like I know that. Like I really like her too. I just I when I listen, I'm just like, ugh. You're gonna say that now? Cool. That just is so like predictable. Okay, whatever. I don't know. Maybe it's something about her that I hate that I hate about myself. I don't know what it is. That's what I was thinking. Just because I, I don't get no. that vibe at all. I, but that's I, always the case. It's like whatever yes. makes you the hottest, it's yes. a part of yourself. And I, that's, that's why I feel like I've never wanted to say it because I'm like, I feel like I'm the only person that is feeling this way. And it's probably because it's a ref- like some sort of deflection, reflection of myself. Hmm. That I don't like. Well, that make you feel better. That I, I'm like, oh, I'm one of the dudes. Oh, I love to suck D's, but I like being nerdy, too. <laughs> you know what I mean? And now she's with Cookie Dough Guy. Like, I don't know. 
Anyway, she's engaged. That's cool. (laughs) Good for her. When I think of him, I don't think of him as cookie dough guy. I think think of him him as as the guy who had sex sex. in the woods on the first date. Wasn't that kind of where she said they went for the engagement? Yeah, he took her there. Which I thought, that's the same thing. I was like, but like, also, she's marrying some YouTuber guy that's Remember into when I his. Remember you on next to this him, tree? Some guy that's into himself. By the way, you want to get married? <laughs> she's not going to be very, like, she's going to be very insecure in that relationship, I think. I don't think so. <laughs> he younger and hotter and, like, in, in his YouTube guy. She can she paint, is she can clearly, paint up nice. She but... is clearly the winner of this Combo. To us, yes, I do see that. And I think to him, I don't think. I think he thinks he's the winner. In general, you're right. He's the winner because he's with her. Well, but yes. she's the winner in the game of life. I'm gonna have to like. I realize I'm not gonna have to be able to cut any of this out because we're talking about it. But like, we're I not cutting it. The thing is, is like I know that I'm wrong, and actually, I know that I'm in the minority in this. I really like her being... When I saw that she was on, I was like, cool. I'm always so excited when she's on. And then when she talks, I'm like, okay. You're saying that for some like weird approval thing. I, I, maybe, it, like I said, it's a, it's a self-reflective thing. Maybe. Something I hate about myself that I don't like in her. Where's Joanna when we need her? Oh How does gosh. that make you feel? <laughs> anyway, I actually really do like Allie, but like... <laughs> No splice against everything else. She just <laughs> no seriously. She's great. But, she's great. You know, opposed from Superfan Megan's point of view, I totally like. It. <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird how your voice sounded like mine for like the past five minutes. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> I am personally. I'm just trying to throw some like. I don't know. I. I when I listen, I'm like I can't talk about this in a real way because I'm gonna have to like pretend. But like I just told honestly how I feel. Ken Reed, do you hear that? Ken, <laughs> tell me. I want to know like what you think. If you listen to Allison's show and you listen to this, like what do you think about Allie Reed? Allie Reed, <laughs> Allie Ward. Okay, anyway. I am worried about Allie. That's because, Alexa. Because you can of- take it off if you want. That drives me. Crazy. I know it does. And when I see those things, I'm like I'm gonna leave that extra longer. <laughs> Because little Rafi's going to hate it. Um, so Allison was complaining ad nauseum about not being able to closing loops in emails and trying to figure out what and possibly could I do to fix this problem. Little Rafi, what do you think? Uh, <laughs> the, the fact that she calls it closing loops confuses yeah. me okay. because... I don't think this is a loop. I think she literally just... <laughs> you mean just answering stops, the goddamn email? <laughs> she just, like, stops replying. Like, I don't know. When I invite someone onto this show who I don't know, I I just I say, it. like, um, we usually record this time at this date, but if you can't do that, we can try to move around to suit your schedule better. And then they'll be like... Uh, okay, whatever. And I'll be like, okay, how about this day? They'll say, sure. And then I'll be like, I'll be like, okay, sounds good. I'll reach out when the date gets closer. Then the week of, I I text them on Monday. You do more than I ever do. And then the day before we record, if I remember, I will say, we're still on for tomorrow, right? Like, I don't know. It's just... 
I like I don't think this is something that is that big of a problem. I think she it's a little bit different because I think these are people that actually want to be on and she's actually trying to schedule it. And I think she has trouble with going. I think in her mind, she reads an email and she's like kind of done with it. She needs someone that can go in and like Allie was saying, she needs to hire an assistant. And like I've been saying a million times and like we've all been saying that like, I'm just going to have to just put my resume in for this job. But also, is this not a job? This is a Dr. J suggest. Is this not a job for the producer? Is it not something she can Scheduling ask Scheduling could be part of his job. I think right. for sure. I, I mean, he's not doing much else. It's not, like, <laughs> it's not like Gary didn't schedule. Gary did the scheduling at Corolla. Like, that is what mm. the producers do. I think she could use an assistant in general that would help her with certain things. Picking up packages. Oh, I don't know. From Hollywood, maybe. Stuff like that. Like, there are things that she could use an assistant for. Like her, at first, when I heard about people with assistants, I'm like, how much shit do you have to do that you need a full-time assistant? Obviously, I wasn't thinking, it doesn't have to be a full-time. It could be a couple hours. True. But I think she actually does need a full-time. No. Allison, no. Well, I think maybe not full-time. If it's a nanny slash assistant, then sure. Slash dog walker slash housekeeper, which I do all of those things. So, I will be putting my <laughs> resume in. No. But I do think that if she just... Like, if Tony can't... If, well, obviously, she's not going to say this now. Because she's already hired him. But if he, if it was before... Hey, I'm hiring someone and I need someone to close the loop on the emails of, like... Scheduling. She just... I don't know. She just need, She has, like, so much potential to, like, do stuff. And she knows this. And I think that's the problem in her brain. She's like, I know I can do all this stuff, but I'm not doing it. Which is like, I think something we all do in life where we're like, we could do this. We could do that if we only did these little things. And we're holding our own selves back. So I don't know why we feel like we're going to solve these problems. But if she wants to pay somebody to solve her problems for her, fucking go for it. Unfortunately, you live too far away to be her assistant. I can do it. The only thing I I can can do a lot of things remotely. Yeah, <laughs> sure. The reason the why I think she might not have a scheduler, mm. just if I'm trying to tap into Allison's brain. Yes. control freak. Yeah. Not necessarily. I think a lot of the people who are regulars on the Thursday show are not someone planning who she's... ahead or something. No, that they're friends. Yeah. It's, so like if it's our easy. show went gangbusters tomorrow, which surely it will after my octopus manifesto <laughs> <laughs> and we got a producer like, would no, it, that's right. It, right. And I was like, Hey, can you email Lauren and Whitney and blah, blah, blah. Like it would feel a and little Lauren's bit. Lauren's like, okay, thanks for having your assistant. Reach yeah. Out. Cool. Yeah. It's like having, like when Elaine had, no. no. Kramer had, what's yeah. his face? Yes, Darren. Darren. <laughs> I'm the bigger fan. <laughs> uh, Elaine's coming now. When yeah. did this happen? <laughs> um, so, to your point, I think you're right that, and to your point, because I feel like it is a control thing. 
But it also is like a, these are just my friends. Like, why do I need to hire some third person to talk to my friends? But like you do because you are a popular podcast. This is also your business. It's not just your friends. Like, I think she needs to get past that point. And, and give up control. There's like two layers there. Well, the Patreon episodes, she has Daniel edit them, but Tony edits the actual Monday and Thursday shows. So she huh. can divide the labor. She huh. just chooses not to. Okay, but no, because no if, offense to Daniel, but he did not do a great job of editing the watching hour. And I even like was like, if you want some help. Because <laughs> on if it's a Thursday show and it's going to be Jordan and Renee. Well, not Jordan and Renee. Oh, boy. Let's say Jordan and uh, Ken Reed. Then, yeah, she can just be like, hey, Ken, can you do it this day? But if right. it's a Monday show and it's like, I need to schedule Brad Pitt and George Clooney, then right. the assistant can do and that. And then that's when you can do the Calendly or whatever. Like, when they were suggesting that, I'm like, that is on a different level. And by the way, not a higher level than Allison's. It's just a different level. Hers is so much more familial with her. It's her actual friends and people she's like familiar with that. It's not going to just be the Brad Pitt. It's just not, it's going to be like a little bit closer. But if she had an assistant to just be like, okay, I already know you're scheduling on this, this and this day. Even if Allison wants to schedule it herself and talk to these people to have an assistant to, to follow up. Okay. Just locking you in for these, these dates. Cool. And I'm going to walk your dog and I'm going to raise your kids. I'm going to do your dishes. Oh, I'm just talking about myself again. <laughs> anyway. Have any of you, have any, anybody, anybody <laughs> heard of Doodle Pole? Georgie, have you? Aw, Georgie. Poodle Pole. He knows about Poodle Pole. Doodle Pole, no? No. The hell's okay. that? Is that the thing they were making fun of at the end of this? Oh, maybe. They were talking about something. What is Doodle Pole? Doodle pole is um, where if you're dealing with a large group of people and like Jordan was saying like, hey, so are we doing blah, blah, blah. Well, I can do blah, blah, blah. I can do blah, blah, blah. Instead, if we wanted to meet with 10 people next week, we would email those 10 people and say, hey, select your availability on these days. And so you get the invite. It'll just say like Sunday between one and six, like Monday between blah and blah. And everybody puts in their availability and whichever availability is across the board for everyone, it, ah. it shows, like, this is when everyone lines up. Okay. Uh, be like, we need to do that for our house parties. <laughs> right. She could look to more apps, but I think she's more of a hands-on person. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. But And if you find... So, the, the, the thing is, is if you find the right assistant, the right assistant was, will be thinking of the things that you want to do before you even think of it. That's the right assistant that you want. Someone that's thinking ahead of what you're thinking. You don't want to have to teach somebody those things. or te- Well, you'll teach them, but you don't want to tell them, oh, I need this. I need that. An assistant's going to know what you need. And that's like, and I have been that for other people where I'm like, I already know what you need. Like, it's already set up. And they're just like, oh, shit. That's you, what you need. Did Being... you end up sleeping with them and they offered you a raise? I mean, <laughs> if it and they out, and right. I was not hired on my looks, obviously, because it was never going to go anywhere. <laughs> Who were you an assistant to? Oh, just when I was a nanny to the manager. Oh, nanny to the <laughs> traveling secretary. <laughs> but then I started doing just their errands and stuff, and she mm. was just like, I just knew all the things I needed to do before she even 
had to say anything. So she would get home and it was like, everything's taken care of. Mm. And I was always trying to think of like the next thing, like what's the next thing that she's going to need or like just even thinking it as like yourself where you're like, if I wanted this Mm -hmm. and then what's the next like things in line, I just always was trying to think of everything. To the point even where there, she was just like... You'd you, be good at that. She was like, you were just very efficient. She was like, you are doing things I didn't even like know I wanted. I'm I like, could see you being you. good at that, yeah. It's and like that's you, how I look at... You're a good at, host because you're like oh, that you. kind of personality that's like, okay, how can I please everybody? That is really th- how I feel. Like I never feel like I want to be a host. I want to just be like the people pleasing. Like I want to take care of everybody. <laughs> but yeah, like I always want to know like everybody's needs. I want to like, what do I need to cater to? Like that's how, that's how I feel comfortable in my life. Mm. And so I, that whatever. That, but who takes care of you? But who takes care Nobody. of Lisa? <laughs> Lisa does. That's who. Yeah. Me. My Vans box once in a while. Break I'll out the vacuum over the Vans and a box. bath bomb. I back, I back over the vacuum. <laughs> I'm like, oh, you're here? So I feel bad about the whole alley thing, but like, I hope that there are some people, I hope that people that are listening are like, understand what I'm saying, that I'm not trying to be disparaging on alley. I just feel like it, it could be a me thing. I just wanted to put it out there because like, maybe there's other people that are like, eh, there's something about her that I don't feel, whatever. But I do like her when she's on because I do feel it's like familiar. This is where the show took a funny turn. And it's always funny because I don't know if Allison plans for this to happen or if this is just organic. But she was saying that she had some really horrible gas, which is an interesting. There you go. Now we're talking. That's the kind of gas I want to be behind. Wait, what? So she was talking about being gassy. And Daniel is really um, offended by it. (laughs) So Allison was questioning her horrible gas source. And she was like, I think it's just these diced onions that I have. But then like as she's naming off each thing that she ate, it was like, um. (laughs) I hope to God that was picked up on. I hope to God. I hope to God that toot toot was picked up on my. But, like, I think we reached the culprit when she was like, oh, I ha- oh, well, I had this and, like, fiber one bars. And I had what other kind of, like, gassy thing was she was- Every single thing was like, you obviously have gas. Do you need to make a phone call? <laughs> what? Yeah, I don't know what her deal is. <laughs> um... Well, also, she's backed up. I feel her pain. I have been for a few weeks where it's like, oh, my God, like, this is not fun. It's not a fun process. You know what Allison should try? Hot sauce. And I'm not talking about some fucking paste picante no. from Daniel. I'm like, let's get her All some ghost pepper. All of willy-nilly Hispanic nonsense. That might get it's her... It's not going to uh, fly with my colon. That might get her belly bubbling. No. I've tried... Not t- you. Her. You are different people, Lisa. <laughs> what makes me different? In your mind. I want to hang out with you all the time. (laughs) Because my... Nope. I don't know what I was going to say. I like the knives. You you almost... It's all my knives. (laughs) The knives are the biggest difference. Lisa, knife, Lowry. You almost made me spit out Coke Zero. And that would have been the third time that I almost spat... Well, second time I almost spat something. And one time I actually did. 
Anyway, go on. Yeah, you did spit out today. <laughs> I did a spit take, a literal legit spit take. <laughs> Before we even recording, what we were even talking about? You were doing, you are playing that song in the dirt parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> what a fucking asshole. If you were there, would you be like, this fucking asshole? <laughs> if I was in the car? Outside. <laughs> Like, imagine you're going to some, like, nerdy thing like a Twin Peaks Fest, and you're in line for, like, some nerdy thing. Oh, who has... I'm going to drink some nerdy coffee from this show and have a donut. And then these fucking idiots come in blasting George Jones. And <laughs> 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 throwing up dirt clouds. Okay. Apparently, I thought it was funny, too. <laughs> How did I even make friends then? It took a few years. All right. Anyhow, uh, Allison's gassy, and we know why, and don't need to question it because it's a perfect storm of your fiber one and your goddamn food that you eat. And I had one bite of beans. Every single time she talks about eating, I'm like, please just don't. Because it makes, like, even when she was asking Jordan, which we'll talk about, like, what, oh, what are you doing to lose your weight? And it's like, even the things he was saying, like, some of it, I don't, like really agree with and like I don't want to put it out there and I feel like it's such a California thing to be like not carb and like whatever it's like you you're not putting out a true statement where you want healthy carbs you can't say no carbs because then people aren't going to eat fruit and vegetables which is like you need to eat these things people need to have a healthy diet and healthy food not just cutting out I don't know she's eating Lean cuisines. Like, it's not healthy food just because it's... Georgie, your tail is loud. <laughs> Do you think the Wendy, the dog, okay. has reached her target weight and actually surpassed uh, the weight? Do you think maybe Allison should take a page out of Wendy's book oh, and, Jesus see, and see maybe a registered dietitian who can oh. help her... Interesting. Scientifically figure out what she should or should not be eating for her body. I would fucking love for her to find a registered dietitian to get advice from and to live by. And follow it. And to follow it and to actually change her lifestyle to not be, I'm just dieting to this is my new lifestyle and I'm eating healthy in the, like in the way that you would feed a dog. You're right. Because we focus on, Don't feed a dog chocolate. Don't do that. You got to feed a dog this many, whatever. And like, you're very strict on your dog. But like with yourself, you're like, "Eh, I'll eat a whatever because it's low carb. But it's like, no, you need to eat nutrition. Dr. Jen posted some, was it her friend? That might have been on Gal Chat. Sorry, little Rafi might not have been part of it was doing some sort of nutrition thing. And I'm like, I've always wanted to take a class on that because I would love to know like exactly what you're actually supposed to be eating, not by fad diets and not like bullshit that you're hearing in the media. Like I want to actually know what we're supposed to be eating. And now there's like 23 and me or whatever. Like there are services that will tell you like what kind of foods are good for you and bad for you. Um, Also, I'm not a scientist or a dietitian, so uh, look into these before you pay them for this. I've lost 40 pounds and I've been drinking alcohol all the time. So apparently that's alcohol in me, baby. (laughs) Um, So... (laughs) Can I 
snort some more, please. That's funny. Also, I have to say that her her mentioning that Wendy is under her ideal weight, even though she looks bigger. Um, dogs get more fur in the winter because of that their, is true. And the picture she posted, I'm like, coat. her dog looks like a behemoth, but but Wendy? it's. Do yeah. dogs keep, like, their flabby skin after they lose weight like humans oh, do? Oh, that's a good question. I don't think they do, but I've never had an overweight... I've never had... Georgie is little... Look at you. You're a little thin mint. You're so he, thin. I leave his food up... Well, he's just a normal mint. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> he's a fair-weathered friend mint. But I leave... He's a grazer. I leave his food out all the time. And he eats when he's hungry. I've never had an animal that is a scarfer. I've never had an overweight dog. Just never. So I've never had to deal with it. Having to like weigh the food and do all this stuff. It's like, to me, for me, always animals are just like, you just eat when you're hungry. And that's what we should be. I should be looking at what the cats and dogs are doing. But Did you, when I heard them say that, Daniel adds like cheese. Oh my god! To the food. I'm like, are you fucking? When they were like, well, you're what? adding cheese. There's to the cheese, dogs? and then there's chicken, and there's this, and I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, I felt the same way. Where I'm like, people with, I don't know if it is people with money. I don't know what it is. Where they're like, just like need to feed. There's so many overweight dogs. In I don't know if it's just a California thing or if it's just like a people thing, but so many overweight dogs. Where it's just like you are just feeding this like it's like a little person if you're gonna feed them chicken then like maybe make them homemade food and give them like actual just chicken and not kibble i don't know but the cheese thing i don't know yeah i remember when she was saying how like he when they first got her daniel would feed her like by hand at dinner oh my god (laughs) was that with her or, or oliver i think that was wendy i think that was wendy too she's the princess and i'm like I love my dogs and I treat them like my babies, especially when I have a partner to raise one with. I'm like, oh, you are my actual probably only baby I'll ever have. But like, get the wet food. They love the wet food. Yeah. Buy the wet food, flop it out. It smells like shit. You're going to gag. They're going to love it. Yeah. 89 cents a tin. Yep. I don't give that to Georgie because he gets diarrhea pretty easily. But for his birthday oh. in December. He gets the diarrhea. If he has like human food, he gets diarrhea. So I'll give him, I give, but I give him a lot of treats. But for his birthday, I gave him a whole can of cat food. He was in hog heaven. Mm. But he wants cat food so bad. That's why the cat food has to be up on a table. Because mm. he will, and cat food is bad for dogs. So I'm like, no, you can't have the cat food. Why is cat food bad for dogs? Apparently that? it's got a different kind of protein than they're supposed to have. It's too much something. It's balanced mm. wrong. I don't know. You would think it should just be like one blanket bag of food I can throw on the ground. But like he... He will leave his food for, like, days. Cat food, he'll scarf the whole thing. So, I don't know. I even give him cat treats. He prefers cats. That He really wants to be a cat. Well, I think he knows why. <laughs> he knows where his cat bread is buttered. This kind of reminds me of a, an Adam Carolla thing. He talked about how his wife treats or treated their dog, uh, Molly. Yeah. Man, how come I remember the dog's name? That I can't was pretty remember. Good. That was Someone pretty that good. I just met will tell me their name, and I'm like, ugh, I think it was a J or an <laughs> L. I don't even think you know my name. <laughs> um, but he was saying that he would tell the nanny, like, uh, how, how, like, what would the people in your country say about what's going on here? Yes. And it, it's so true, because in Mexico, 
um, there are like stray dogs everywhere, and perro. <laughs> Pino. I was like, what? Pino. Um, up in your Pino. <laughs> and so, like, my family members have dogs, but they're essentially like outdoor stray dogs that yeah. just live there, yeah. kind of. And, like, they would just throw, like, tortilla scraps, like, you know, a leftover chicken bone, like, whatever. Yeah. And the dogs, like, fucking go nuts and eat it. And, like, yeah, these dogs look like they're in terrible shape. But uh, they fucking survive. Like, yeah. it's so weird. It is weird. Think. It's just culturally different to cater to. And, by the way, it's just to, to, just to dogs now. Is it? Well, it's slightly to cats, too. But, like, in general, like, we really just love dogs. It's we're very speciesist because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we're like, well, yeah, we're gonna go like ahead and chow down on a chicken leg, but because if you're like some, and if you say a pig is smarter than a dog or smart as, but then you're gonna have like a some baby backs, it's like, mm. <laughs> I think you... we just justify things in our minds. Yeah, no one's like Georgie, with their you look ferret. like a little snack. No just one's kidding. walking their ferret and like you know I gotta get the <laughs> organic food for my ferret. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even do that for my cats, and I love them. But they're cats still, and I don't expect anybody else to love them as much. They're just they're pets. We're lucky that they're around, but like it's fine. They probably choose to go somewhere else if they had a choice. <laughs> well, Georgie might. Right, Georgie, you're getting a little massage. Georgie, poor G's getting a little massage. I love Georgie so fucking much. Aww. I love this dog. We have such a bond. I, I know. Feel it. I know. I feel like we really bond. He, and I know, like you said, he like feels it too, though. You tell him. You tell me he's got this. These are all. He's like this around everybody. Oh, well, he's lovey dovey, but I feel like he is like stronger to you because when you're here, he's like connected to you. I feel connected to him. Georgie, do you want to move in with uh, Superfan Megan? Come to my apartment. Talk on the mic because we can't hear North you. Hollywood. On Lankershim? <laughs> on Lankershim. <laughs> in the arts district? Yes. Oh my gosh, Georgie. You could be downtown. a no ho uh-huh. dog. <laughs> You'd be way cooler than me. <laughs> you want to be here with all these stuck up bitches in OC? Come on. Let's get out of here. <laughs> you want to bail? What if, what if it turns out uh, Georgie's like a MAGA dude? He's like, open the, reopen Please. the economy, bro. Please. <laughs> He's got roots. Somewhere no, else. He's not in my garden. No. Does Georgie want to live on Cumstain Street? Amen. Yes. See? <laughs> he oh, he does. <laughs> he does. Okay. So I know we talked about dog's health and weight, but Jordan apparently is... Allison kept calling him Svelte, and of course I'm going to bring it back to myself, but like the last time I talked to Allison, she said that I look Svelte, and I'm like, excuse me. She just said the same thing to Jordan. <laughs> twice you know you're quite breathtaking (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna pee my pants (laughs) you know i knew if i put myself out there that it was not gonna be good um but i'm really happy for jordan i think it's very cool that he i feel like i can really relate to him as far as Everybody else was like, oh, this whole pandemic sucks and everything's crappy and, like, I can't do anything to, like, further myself. And I feel like that in 90% of everything else. 
but for some reason with like losing weight, I've been able to focus on it and like handle it. And I don't know why that, that has happened, but I feel like with Jordan, it's the same thing where like, I feel like I'm taking a hundred steps back and everything else. Like, I feel like I'm finally succumbing to like a low grade depression where I want to do literally nothing. I want to do zero, but usually I would want to eat to fill those moments. And now I'm like, I want to lose weight and like maintain that. It's the only thing I can do to be positive. Everything else. I'm like, I want to do anything. I don't want to do anything. I hate everything. I just want to like die. <laughs> no, I actually don't. <laughs> no, in a way, like, I just feel like it's like this wave. I feel like I'm just like, you know, when you're like under like waves that keep coming over you where you're like, Oh, I'm going to catch some breath. And then like another wave comes around. That's how I feel like this life is. And I feel like we're all living that. So I don't feel like I can complain about it except for the fact that we can all relate to it and say like, we probably all feel the same way where I just feel like I'm just catching my breath and then like another wave comes over. So I don't actually want to die. I want to like reach that oxygen, but like, I just feel like I'm constantly like being hit by like another wave of bullshit. And I feel like we're all feeling the same way, but I don't know why there's one thing that I can like accomplish when there's a million things that we could have been doing with all this time that I could be accomplishing. You could be, you could be whatever that we could be wanting to do that maybe we're not doing. And like Allison was like, Oh, everything sucks. I haven't done anything. And Jordan's like, well, actually I've been doing kind of okay. <laughs> it's like, Ugh, right. I've been writing a script for a Seth Rogen oh, movie. How many things have you been doing? Oh, I've got a graphic novel coming out, but like he's got his, he also has like the ability, like a lot of things that he can do are all from his house. So he has that kind of ability. Yeah. When you're a writer. Yeah. Like I'm a writer. I, I'm a podcaster. And now he's been like running and like, I don't know. I don't think I'll ever be a runner. I think I always thought that I wanted to give that a try, but I really like walking more <laughs> and running to me as someone that has knockers. I cannot do. Oh yeah. It's not, it's not comfortable. It's, it's just yeah. ergonomically not correct, <laughs> <laughs> but I love to walk and I like to get out and I like to, for the most part, I just, to me, to me right now, because I have like a weird depression-y feeling, like I don't want to exercise. I don't want to do anything, but I can count calories and just be like, cool. I'm going to sit on my ass and do nothing and just like not eat anything and just still lose weight. But at least there's like one little thing that I can like control. Mm-hmm. With the, one thing that I haven't been able to control for like decades. <laughs> Mm-hmm. which is like crazy to me that like it's something i can actually finally figure out i'm not like throwing a wrench in your yeah. like you're able to keep a diet thing i'm yeah. i'm actually curious about this just because obviously i've been trying to do the same thing for myself and i've been like taken from your playbook very specifically pretty much this whole <laughs> past year until i was just like oh yeah like the fasting thing got me super optimistic because i know in order to lose weight Deep in my bones, I know if I want to lose weight, you eat fucking vegetables and you don't eat carbs. That's just yeah. how my body works. I don't lose weight easily at all. Daniel losing like 25 pounds in two weeks. I'm like, I need, if I wanted to lose 25 pounds, it would take me two years. Yeah. It um, took me two years to do 40 pounds. Do you think that quarantine helps keep the habit because of the not eating out? Think, not like that celebrate, not as much no, celebratory eating? Because I could still do all those. It almost makes you want to eat out more because you're like, you need to support this and like being whatever. I, I don't know what it was because it's been 
decades of not being able to, I've been trying, I've tried every goddamn thing and the fasting did help at the beginning, but now, and I think it's a much like Daniel because he played, it's almost like a game of points. Like for me, I, I am counting calories. Mm -hmm. So I will put in like, okay, I know I'm going to have, I'll just try not to eat pretty much most of the day. If I want to have like, if I'm having some like big calorie dinner or whatever, but like, as long as I'm getting in like the 1200 calorie area, it's been, it's the easiest way to go. Then I don't even have to think about what I'm eating. It's just how many calories, which mm-hmm. in general, that's not the most healthiest because you can just have like McDonald's for dinner and not have anything else for the rest of the day. And, but you're just having a certain amount of calories. But like, I want to be healthier and I have been trying to like fill my food with like healthier options. Mm-hmm. Then drinking is a lot of calories. Mm-hmm. So even just having, I, I don't usually drink during the week anyway, but if I do, it's like a couple of seltzers. So that's 200 calories. So now I only have a thousand for the day or whatever, which is really a lot if you only have coffee for breakfast or whatever it is, but I'm not a breakfast person. So it makes it a lot easier to like postpone eating. I don't know. I just don't want to think about eating as much. I just want to get down to it's not really, I really have a, a goal weight that I want to get to, but then also it's more of a measurement that I want to get to. So like mm. in my mind, I'm like, if I get to this weight, that's great. But I really, I want to get to like a certain measurement and then, then I'll just be comfortable. Just chill. Is it 36, 24, 36? <laughs> Only if she's five, three. If I was 24 <laughs> inches, my mom was... I think she was less than that, but she was like a hundred pounds when she gained, when she got to 105 pounds, she would be complaining to me that she was fat. Mm. And I was just like, cool. <laughs> cool. I, oh, I only have a 38 inch waist. Thanks mom. Mm. Just wait. I'm just wearing your husband's <laughs> pants. No problem. <laughs> she scratches out the three and changes it to a two. <laughs> So, and this is like a shout out to, or maybe, I don't know, to Brittany, but she was like, I've never been this thin thin or whatever. And she doesn't weigh herself. She has a 27 inch waist. And I was like, I, to me, I want to, this is so dumb. It's like such weird stuff, but like vintage clothes, a lot of the measurements are like a certain waist. So I'm like, I want to be 28 inch waist because then I can buy vintage clothes and like fit into them. Anyway. Can I tell you something that stuck with me that yes, uh, someone told me their aunt said that was like some real old school shit, but I was like, damn. I'm going to take a picture of this. That speaks to me. Okay. I want to hear it. Her aunt told her great, her great aunt Marion told her nothing tastes as good as being skinny. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I was like, whoa, it's... that struck me in the heart. I disagree strongly with this woman. <laughs> I think well you you don't have to I feel like you don't have I to know. work very hard to stay I know. skin. Well, it's I don't because think my do. job is very physical, but I'm also in terrible shape. So even when you were it's a lose well, lose. What were you doing when we met? Truck driving still? No. You were at the hospital. When, well, you're on your feet during your job though. I just I've never known you the whole time I've known you to be even a little bit chub. Yeah. Oh, I'm very chub. Don't you're not you. very. Rafi, I'm, do not do this. No. Do okay. not tell okay, us very, that you're no. very chub. I have a, I have my own body issues, you know? We all have them. He's I just is. hide it better than some can. Excuse you. Because I'm not wearing uh, 
you know, skin tight shirts show off the bamboos. Oh, you know me and my skin tight shirts. <laughs> You're not wearing I your always with this always with the skinny jeans. Assless chaps here on Saturday night. <laughs> I feel like I would love to just get over my body issues and like the thing is, is like as you lose weight too, then you have like the loose skin. And being an older person, like, I just feel like I'm a deflated cow now where I'm like, cool. If I ever have to be naked in front of someone new, I'll be like, let's have the lights off and have a lot of booze, please. (laughs) (laughs) But I I just want to be, to be honest, it's really not about anybody else. I just want to be comfortable in, like, clothes that I've always wanted to wear. And I just want to feel, like, just comfortable in myself and just not always having to be, like, covering up and just being just comfortable and i wish i could have been comfortable like that as a bigger person but like i never was Mm. i was always feeling and not just because of myself but like because of things people would say to me where it's just like okay you see i'm fat too it's not just me you know what i mean so it's just always it's always been like even my mom where she would just say stuff to me growing up and then my uncles would say like it's always ingrained in you of like okay i get it people notice these things Mm -hmm. and then you like are trying to like be good for these other people Mm -hmm. so then like there's that balance of like am i just doing this for other people or is it because i want to be comfortable or is it my comfortableness based on other people like you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i don't know it's a real mind fuck it's fun no i've i mean i've went through all the same all the same fucking things there's time i'm not like on the oprah show or anything are you going to give us a car? <laughs> Sometimes it really is in the back of my mind at every moment. Of Like when I was in Wisconsin and I was at my peak fucking weight, which I don't even want to know what it was. Literally every person I saw the entire time I was there, I'm like, I look this way. That's like not comfy. It sucks because like I'm talking about it as someone that's 45 and dealt with this since I was... 15 mm-hmm. so like thinking about people listening to this that are just starting to feel this way and like to be on the other side to me like i feel like so much more comfortable with myself but like it sucks that i had to lose 40 pounds to feel that way mm-hmm. you know what i mean mm-hmm. and i'm still pretty insecure about things and i still feel like i'm a big fat ass <laughs> a lot of times and then i'm like oh i'm fitting into this like size whatever that i haven't fit into whatever like so i must be smaller than i'm feeling mm-hmm. so it's still like a real mind fuck but like people are st- like just now going through this and i just wish i could just tell them like it doesn't matter but like it it just sucks that we're so consumed by it is it a california thing or is it just a life thing i how's colorado feeling i'm pretty chunky <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, I don't know if it's more of a California thing. To I be would honest. like to know. Sorry. I bet it's probably I everywhere. I would think it's everywhere too because yeah. the media is not like California anymore. It's not just this is the only place things happen. <laughs> I got nothing. Do people like. I feel like people would say, like, if you're in California and you look like. If you're a California 
six, you'll be like an Ohio ten I'm, or I'm something. Wrong, you know what I mean? I'm the wrong person to ask. Okay. That's because true. Men when can't I see, really comment on this. Well, not just on that, the women's but, bodies. But what, also, it's Rafi. He's not like a typical guy. Well, the thing is when. Like, if you showed me, like, I wish I had her body. Okay. And I looked at that, I'd be like, I need some yeeks. <laughs> I need something. Okay, but when, <laughs> to me, like, when, and this is, like, all, like, personal preference. But, like, when there, this is another obsession I have of mine. Like, when I see someone that I find perfect, I want to ask them, like, what's your height? What's your weight? Because, like, I want to know <laughs> the proportions. <laughs> but I don't want to be a freak, and I think these things, but I do. But I don't want to be like model skinny, like, and I don't want to be a Kardashian. I like want to just be proportionate. Like, I think boobs and butts are good, but like, I've had an obsession with just being more like of an hourglass, and I never had. But like, the, maybe that's not in the cards for me. <laughs> maybe we all just want something that we don't have, or that we look at as something bigger or better than, I don't know. We just all need to go to some therapy and and just, like, love ourselves for who we are, I think. Easier said than done, right? Um, there were some JMOs. I don't know if you guys want to talk about any. I think there was one maybe by one Megan Parkansky, unless it was some other traitor Ma- Megan. It was the proper Megan. Okay. The, the proper Megan. There what were... was my JMO? To be honest, I don't think there were... Oh, the young, the young person yes. one. Yes. I don't know if there were any... That we wanted to talk about. I can run through them really quick. Mm-hmm. Let me do every one of them besides Megan's. And then we'll get to yours. Because yours was first. But just love yourself, guys. <laughs> love the person I you are. I know. Yes. I wish I didn't feel so fat. But... <laughs> <laughs> Fucking burp into a mask and smell it. It's fucking hot. All right. Cho de Joy dreamt they had a good JMO and they woke up that they forgot it. Virginia sloppy typing and the computer accepts the password and then she worries that the computer just is not really doing its job. Greg remembers Tom Hanks drug as the drunk uncle from family. Like, I just love this JMO because it makes no fucking sense. Yes, but like I had forgotten about it. That he was the drunk uncle from Family Ties. <laughs> but the guy thinks about like what a drunk uncle would be drinking at his own house or something. It's drunkle. Drunkle, whatever. Sorry. I'm not so hip to the modern vernacular. Um, did you ever see Family Ties? No. You're lying. I mean, I'm sure I've seen. By the way, I had a Family a Ties GMO. I had a Family Ties GMO like years ago that they read. During the Gary days, I'm like, this guy speaks to me. <laughs> this is the show with Alex P. Keaton or whatever. Simone. All right. Yeah. Cindy in Spain, when a friend posts... Okay, this is actually an actual JMO. I think J-Mo. this is one of them I wanted to talk about. When a friend posts something, they don't like it for a couple of hours so that the friend doesn't think that they're on social media Ooh. all the time or whatever. Okay, online. This is something that I do do because I don't... If, if like, there's a bunch of texts coming in, sometimes I will, like, like a picture or go, haha on a text or whatever. But then at times I'm like, oh, I saw this, but I don't want them to think, like, I'm literally doing nothing but staring at my phone. Even that is what I'm doing after work because I'm so fucking exhausted that it's all I can muster. 
is just to stare at my screen for hours at a time. But yeah, if someone posts something on Instagram or whatever, like I've seen it and uh, I I do this weird game where it's like I I can't like things until a certain amount of time goes by. But uh, yeah, there's a lot of social media shame that I have. I think it's much like um, having weight shame or body image shame because and maybe this is just a me thing but if if somebody posts something i'm never online at the moment that they're posting it that's why i feel the shame because i'm like but like i'm literally but are you sitting there on there for hours so you can actually see it pop up because the way my phone works and i'm looking at it i i'm just looking at updates from like i don't even know when they posted it Ah, see, you must have your Instagram showing you, like, not in chronological order. Maybe that's or what it is. Yeah, I don't think my Instagram and is I'm in chronological order. And I'm not on enough, maybe? But, like, I just go on and I'm like, I liked it because it's in the feed. And also, when Allie... Okay, when Allie was talking about... Here's another thing that I love about Allie. I was thinking about this before she even said this. She's like, when I'm sc- just scrolling through, I like every little thing. I'm just... Like, like, like. And if I don't, then it's just crazy. What's wrong with me? You know? And before, I was thinking about there are, so many, there are certain people that are very good about, they love to post stuff. And they're not, they don't love to like things. They're not generous with their likes. And that's fine. You don't have to be. But don't claim you are. She is not someone that likes a lot of things. Much like Greg Heller loves to post millions of things but he will not like one comment not one thing that you and that's fine that's a great thing that's him but that's i felt both of them are very snobby and what's the word that's opposite of generous stingy (laughs) stingy with their likes both of them are the only two that i've come to popped in my mind before she even said that she's like just i just hand out likes like it's going out of style because I'm just so nerdy How and do you cool. know that she's not generous? Because whenever I've posted anything, like a picture of me in a fucking ology shirt, no like. Maybe she's, she's listening to this podcast. What she's she posting everybody podcast? else. She has Merch Mondays. Post your you and your shirt, and I'm going to like put your thing on. Like I'm going to post your name and like say thank you. Nothing. She must have missed it. You just got unlucky. She did post Lauren when she I think did I did it too early Monday. in the game when she was like, I'm going to just love everybody. And then she's like, <laughs> good I, luck with all that love. I am very weird with my Instagram habits because there's a few people that I follow and I see every single one of their pictures and I never like them. You ah. like a lot of things in my feed a lot. I think we follow out oh, of the same you. people. And so... And you usually get to it first. So oh, my, yeah. I, see, oh, yeah. I always see RMCGS if I see an on everything. Or, or post, Lawrence. I'm like, I'm like, oh, look at these people just sharing the fucking likes like nobody's biz. But so like the people I'm thinking of. <laughs> fucking spreading those legs. <laughs> um, the people that I'm. Like this, like that. The like it all. that I'm thinking of <laughs> are people that I don't know, though. Like, I feel like if I know you and I see your photo, That's... like, I kind of feel, like, obligated to like it. Okay. That, I understand. And to me, I understand that. But I am, the way I am is, like, if I see it because I have taken the time to follow you, I'm going to like it. To give it, like, it doesn't mean I like it. It means I'm, I've seen it. 
Yes. You, you're getting... I saw it. Yes, I saw it. I'm thinking of one person in particular, and I feel like it, it's a watch guy. And I'm like, I'm not going to like your photo of this rainbow Daytona because you're a millionaire. This means nothing My gosh, to there's you. There's somebody I follow, too, that's like has all this mid-century modern stuff. And every time she's posting all of her new stuff that she's gotten, I'm like... I fucking love that, and I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I love that watch. It looks great. Yeah. I'm not going to like this. Cool new fucking figurine, bitch. Yeah. Thanks for taking <laughs> it from the swap meet that I didn't see it. But my other beef is people, like, you don't post anything. Damn right. So the people that do post stuff that are like, want me, love me, like me. And then they give you zero anything when you give any kind of comments. Because if I comment to, like, I'm trying to, like, one-up Greg. I'm just, like, commenting on his thing. I stopped doing that, by the way, because he's just never comments back. It's like, okay, that's not, he likes to put it out there and doesn't want to give anything, he doesn't want anything back. He's just putting it out there. And that's how I felt with Allie. It's not a dig on them. It's just that's how I see it. They just want to put stuff out there. Like, this is me. I don't want anything back. But then when she's saying, like, I just... I'm just a like whore. It's like, nah, you got part of it right. Nope. <laughs> Sorry. All right, I'll stop. Do you guys comment on anybody's Instagrams that mm. aren't Allison's? I don't even comment on hers. Uh, just, I mean. I don't think I've ever commented. Maybe like a friend friends. here and there, but. Just my it's close rare. friends. Yeah. It's rare. I rarely comment. Yeah. So then let's get to Superfan Megan's. JMO. I guess I could read it word for word, but I just kind of paraphrase that you. Do you want to say it? I don't remember what it was. Cool. I think, uh, yeah, go for it. That nowadays young people have more self awareness at the fact mm. that they maybe are not prepared for for life or for big. When I, you were young, you were a know it all. Like you thought you knew everything you said. And so. You think that maybe younger people know that they are not prepared and like have the wherewithal that they're like screwed basically this stemmed from a couple things that i saw consecutively and then kind of reminded me of other things i saw and i was like this is new like i think it was someone on shark tank who was only like 22 and you know he was just trying to explain like listen i'm young i know i'm making mistakes i know i will make mistakes i know that i'm not blah 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 but it wasn't coming from a place of like trying to make excuses for himself or anything. And, and same with, uh, I don't know, just the March for our lives people. Like a lot of people are more willing to just be like, listen, I'm 19. Like, I don't know what the fuck is going on. I don't whatever. And I, I honestly, when I was 22, I was like, I'm not married yet. Like I'm a piece of shit. Uh, I feel that way. I'm turning uh, a, a big age this year big and I'm age. like big get your big age here <laughs> and I'm like big wow. ages big ages anybody <laughs> it feels like wow I have really accomplished nothing that's but not like, true what do you no need to that ac- is extremely but what do you true need to no, no what is it that you need to that's because... the problem it's like what is like nothing but matters yes, because like you could say like there are people who are like I need to be married and have kids by a certain age okay I've done that I don't feel accomplished at all that's the problem. So we don't feel accomplished in the things that are whatever. Allison has a popular podcast. She feels not accomplished. It's the human condition that we are that we are plagued with. 
I do. I was surprised at your JMO because, but I don't have my finger on the pulse of young people. <laughs> Stop. But I feel like, to me, like young people are maybe it's like every generation of young people were like, we know everything. Old people suck. I'm not going to learn anything from the people that came before me. Like that's the 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 generation I feel is now is just like. We've got it made. Fuck all y'all. Not going to learn a thing from you guys. We're, we've got this. You guys are dumb. That's the way I see it. But like, that doesn't mean that's how it is. So it's interesting to hear your perspective mm. of like younger people actually having self-awareness to be like, yeah, we're screwed because we don't know any of this shit. I don't, I just feel like younger people just feel like they know how to do everything and they don't want to like know how to learn anything. Hmm. Even just with like my own kids, like my daughter's just like I got it, got this handle. That's and I'm true. Like, well, you're gonna I learn mean, the hard way. Then, I'm babe. talking just... about things I saw in blips in like social media yeah. and television. I'm I don't uh, live with any or raise any, so that's but like different. all of our like our views are all narrow anyway. But like mm. I think like your I feel like yours is probably more wide than mine is. Mine is very like small, but also my mind is a little bit close-minded so i'm like just that's how i portray <laughs> the youth <laughs> i so i do like the young folk oh i do readily admit that gen x is dope i have no idea what i'm doing with certain things and like so i i do that but if you really want to feel unaccomplished and like a worthless piece of shit listen to the newest ologies uh, I downloaded it because it has to do with economics and freakonomics or something. And I was like, ooh, I'll listen to this. And one of the guests is like 19 or 20 some, like super young. And she has a PhD, if I'm not mistaken, from Harvard. Oh, God. And then she's like, oh, I was talking to my friend and about needing it, this kind of related to the Monday or to the Thursday show about needing an assistant. And she had an assistant when she was 15. She goes to Harvard, and the person who wrote her ex, uh, recommendation was Michelle Obama. And I was like, oh, okay. okay. okay I'm just fucking dumb and worthless. Well, I, I would love to see, like, 10 years from now, like, if you're starting out this way, it you should be. Yeah, those are the people who, like, end up as the president or whatever. They mm-hmm. sh- or, mm-hmm. well. Or, like, billionaires. The one yeah. that we would hope were going to be our president. Mm. Yeah. Like the ones that you're like, this is going to be a present one day, not like somebody that buys their way to the top. Mm. <laughs> but we need to follow these people because is this, did they peak when they were 15? Or is she just From like. From the sounds of it, these two girls are fucking, they are just getting started. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> what the hell? What are we doing with our lives? Exactly. Fucking talking three hours about pretzels or. I forget. I don't even know what we talked about. Light, light and we and didn't even mention pretzels. vacuums. These pretzels were making me Octopuses thirsty. Octopuses were a big part of it. A lot oh, of yeah. octopusy. Lots of octopusy. But it makes me more intrigued. I've always been drawn to octopus, but I didn't know octopi. I know. But I didn't know if there was more than just the aesthetics. I, oh, you know what? One of the last before times things that I did that I had a lot of fun my friend from Colorado was out here doing training for work and in Orange County 
and I met him for dinner, and we went to this Italian restaurant and had the fucking best calamari I've ever had. I remember you talking about this. And as a Mexican who has eaten pig intestine, I will tell you that was not pig intestine. It was good. (laughs) I have pig intestine in my fridge. Well, because we make sauce. We making some Mm. tacos over there. It's sorry. It's the what's the out part? The intestines, right? The out. What's the lacy part? The, the casing. Part? The casing. Oh, the lacy yeah. part. Lacy. I'm yeah, trying to make uh, sausage cute. <laughs> My frilly sausages. <laughs> All right. I think this is a good place to end it. I mean, we... I must interrupt. Oh, yeah, please. Because we've only been talking for three hours. It's incredibly impersonal. You can cut it if you want. Oh, no. We're, we leave everything in. I had... A, That's I talk, how I got kids. <laughs> I talked to Jess last oh. night or the night before. And you can... Um, Text her to confirm. Okay. I told her when I was learning Spanish, I'm like, Rafi has been like bilingual since like forever. When his, like his dad was going through what his dad went through, he was like, had to navigate stuff with like doctors and all this awful stuff. And like, he hasn't graduated, like graduated high school. And yet he <laughs> is one of the smartest guys I know and like super level headed. And <laughs> not the wrong way. No, and I said, nice. I think the only thing <laughs> that is, like, it's sad because Rafi doesn't know what he's capable of. <laughs> yeah, See, that's true. You're to, laughing. I'm, I'm being heartfelt It's here. like Jesus was 33. Imagine. He didn't know he was Jesus this whole this time. This is the age I'm going to hit, Lisa. And then I'm once I surpass 33, I'm, it's, all it's down okay if I kick the bucket because yeah. I just got to beat that yeah. cocksucker. This is, <laughs> uh, to quote. It's like AD. Rafi AD. <laughs> um, I forgot what you were saying. You were going to quote I was trying you. to give you a compliment, and then you thought it was really funny. Uh, I she thought was, it was trying funny. to give you a nice compliment, actually. You don't know your own potential. I told you that I was, oh. I was delivering once, and this guy goes, he goes, um, what did he say? He, he was like saying something like, like, how'd you end up here or something? And he's like, he's like, did you go to school? And I was like, no. And he's like, because like, you're, you're so well-spoken and this and that. And I like, I wanted to laugh, but I was like, dude, you're like the manager at CVS. Like, what do you know? <laughs> but yes, you told me about that. But I just thought it was funny. Um, but I, thank I you wasn't, for saying that. I, but, uh, I'm well, I just wanted to say it because like, I was in the privacy of my own fucking home. This isn't to like butter your bread. I was just like, he's really impressive. Like, he's a fucking impressive guy. You came to L.A., and granted, you knew a couple people, but, like, just coming here and... Yeah, well, we're a own, bunch of flakes. Making your, own, <laughs> making your own way in L.A. Making my way it's, downtown. It's easy when you're not, not trying to be, like, a star. Like, I think a lot of people could move... You know where I'm afraid yeah, to move, though? Is, like, true. New York City. But I feel like if you just get, like, a regular job and, yeah. like, live within your yeah, means but you're also wi- you're also willing to have grit and be uncomfortable if you tried to yeah, move that's true somebody into your apartment no offense to your apartment <laughs> they'd be like they'd be like i'm not fucking living here there's one room like you're like, just like yeah, whatever i, I pay for this, like, hog this heaven living in that place but my apartment is I... your apartment's so rad it's like i think people well this we're getting very off topic i j- but like, what do you actually need? And people think they need more yeah. than they do. Yeah. Like, you don't need that. You don't. I could live in a car. Yeah. Well, no. Megan's but, done it. Yeah, but you don't want to do You're that. You're way more impressive than me, Megan. You came here, were homeless, lived in your car. 
Now you're a big fancy TV editor. I guys. am a TV star. That is true. But also, Lisa, you no. are like the best <laughs> fucking mom that I've ever met. <laughs> and you came from a, the, one of the most abusive relationships I've ever fucking known for so much of your life. You feared for your fucking life. You really didn't have a lot of role models growing up. And yet you meandered into this situation. You drink every day and you're like, I'm going to be fucking, I'm going to be the best mom in the fucking world of these kids. Mommy's a little helper. And they're adjusted and they're great. <laughs> and I think. I, I will never choose motherhood because I can't do it. I'm not going to be able to have the calmness. I'm not going to be able to have the patience. I'm not going to be able to not want to, like, Bail. abandon the motherfuckers well, and actually I feel do like it. I just by it. this picture alone of Georgie on your lap, I feel like you may not know your own... He's a baby. ...what you can do. Because he's a doggy. <laughs> I but, can I can make mistakes and he yeah, won't go to therapy true. about that's it. That's true. And you can put some now. food on the floor and you're like, yeah, good. So it is a little different, but but you still have a loving, caring, motherly aspect to you that maybe a dog is tapping into it. And like, if you actually did have kids. But that kids, don't mean I'm strong you, enough to have responsibilities. I think you would do great. I'm just trying to compliment you. I appreciate that. Take it. I'll take it. Rafi. And Lisa. I'll take it hard. Oh, what? <laughs> what? Lisa, you're also very impressive <gasps> because you're the second best Seinfeld person I know. <laughs> do you know that know as many things as Rafi knows? Not many. You... I feel like we're even, Steven. <laughs> if I had to pick someone <laughs> to be on a Seinfeld trivia team with me, the first and only option would be you. That's... That... that More than the parenting thing, that uh, means a lot. <laughs> <laughs> that... That is huge. Well, like... And, like, with parenting, I just always wanted to be a mom. That's just what I've always been drawn to do. And I feel like that's how I am in my... Maybe in my relationships other than my children. Like, I want to mother everybody. I want to parent every other kid. That's just how I want to be. Like, that's how... I just want to, like, be um, the... I don't know. Whatever. I had a really good mom for a little while. And that's what I tap into. (laughs) I mean, she's still alive, but... She sort she of stopped with being. Her girlfriend? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. She came. She came. Her girlfriend brought me balloons on my birthday. Her girlfriend's really That's cute. A really great person. She mm-hmm. just was so good for my mom. I'm so. Mm-hmm. I'm really happy for her to like. It's like takes the heat off of me from having to like take care of my mom, mm-hmm. but also like, I just feel like she's just happy. Like finally, like yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There you go. Fuck. Basketball, basketball star, you will not be. All right. Oh, yeah. Let's end this. All right. Follow the... Or no. I don't even care. Just email bffancast at gmail.com. At some point, we'll probably let other people on the show. Um, well, Rafi, do you want anybody to follow you or... Um, no. Maybe just on the way home, just to make sure he doesn't talk to himself. I don't what? Taco myself? <laughs> Nothing. Sorry. That was like a reference to someone else that is not in this room. Um, so we can follow you somewhere? Don't bother. Okay. <laughs> Superfan Megan, can we follow you somewhere? Follow Google to websites that provide charitable contributions to the octopus people. Or the oct- <laughs> 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 To the octopus eye. To the octopi. Oh, boy. 
Um, she's big octopus. She's big octopus. Send Allison the soul of an octopus, and then have Rafi go and bring it from Hollywood to their house. It's really not that far of a drive. It's not. It's not that far. I got from pretty much downtown LA to Orange County in less than forty five. I was minutes. shocked when you said that, and you were Traffic here. Traffic was bad today on too. On the weekend. Traffic was bad today. That was pretty cool. All right, BFFs, you truly are the fucking best. Thank you, and good night. estar bajo del mar y el gran jardín del pulpo conocer poder nadar también jugar y lo que es del pulpo orgullo recorrer vengan conmigo niños vamos a ir al fondo del mar Bajo del mar y el gran jardín del pulpo conocer. Podremos ver qué grande es y nadar por todas partes como pez. El pulpo nos invitará a tomar el té a su cueva bajo el mar. Se harán nuestros amigos, nos mostrarán todo el mar. Quisiera estar bajo del mar y el gran jardín del pulpo conocer. Podremos ver qué grande es y nadar por todas partes como pez. El pulpo nos invitará a tomar el té a su cueva bajo el mar. Todos se harán nuestros amigos, nos mostrarán el punto del mar. Bajo del mar y el gran jardín del pulpo conocer y el gran jardín del pulpo conocer y el gran jardín del pulpo conocer.